0: Welcome back to the Bulletproof Fantasy Football Podcast, which it's I have messed North up North yet North again. North we North are sweating Bullets, a fantasy football podcast. I'm so embarrassed. Thanks for tuning in anyway. It's going to be great. Uh, Jacob has returned. Welcome back, Jacob. How was uh, studying? Did you, Are you wiser?
1: Uh, it continues. The mission continues. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been staggering. I've been doing my Tuesday and Wednesday podcasting obligations in alterating order. We are one exam down we have three to go we have one friday uh one monday and one tuesday so uh you caught me in the middle of my jurisprudence prep uh just did just did some units on american legal realism uh when i return we'll be uh we'll be (laughs) getting to uh critical race theory we'll be getting to feminist jurisprudential theory it's gonna be a fun night you're gonna be up till about 1am studying jurisprudence
0: that sounds terrible. Uh, another terrible thing that just happened is that uh, Kyler Murray actually got hurt, and Kyler Murray has been one of my like go-to buys all season. Yeah, I have him on a. Bunch Luckily, of people dynasty.
1: haven't been selling to me, so that's good. But I, I guess he lucky remains you. a buy. He remains lucky a buy. You. <laughs> I got him
0: on a bunch of dynasty <laughs> leagues. You know, you know, uh, people have been selling to me is Lamar, so not not oh. as lucky. Oh. Yeah. at least he might come back. Like he might be back soon. At least, at least, he shall probably be.
1: I think that the the doctor folk have said. Shout out Edmund uh who even responded to my DM uh, when I needed him most. From what I've heard, sounds like week sixteen seems like a more realistic target. So if you have Lamar and you have the buy, you might have nothing to fear. Or if you can find a way to squeak through the quarterfinal, he he might get you through. Uh, probably unlikely for this week. Sounds Love like. to
0: see it. Um, I have a team with Patrick Mahomes naturally. Lamar Jackson, of course, and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and I'm going to, I got to buy. So we're hoping we don't have to start Baker.
1: <laughs> I, I have, what's, yeah, what are your worst? Cause I have, I have so, I have some really bad ones. I have a lot of Russ and Lamar. Like those are two of my, mm. two of my more roster quarterbacks. For the record, about half by Russ has been purchased, like after he started being bad. So I'm not That's holding fair. a ton of value. Entry. I am some, uh, no, I, so I have three separate playoff teams with Lamar and Russ. Uh, one of them I'm currently starting on no one. I, I just don't have a quarterback, so I'm just going to lose. <laughs> uh, it's basically where Matt am in that one. Um, but that's fine. That team was garbage anyway. I honestly am shocked that it made the playoffs. I didn't intend for it to make the playoffs. Uh, and then another one, uh, I will be starting Ryan Tannehill and Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker, just the right time. Came back to life. Uh, And another one I will be starting Sam Darnold
0: and Colt McCoy. Yikes. I don't think I'm getting a a W with that one. I got a bunch of uh, Joe Burrow and Tuatonga Veloa team still. And then outside of those guys, it's, you know, Kyler Murray, who's now out. And then I had a pile of Marcus Mariota, who had been starting up until now. So that's too bad. Yep. And then uh, Baker Mayfield; those are like my main like rostered quarterbacks, and uh, hopefully the Burrow and Tua teams are going to do well. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's let's talk Kyler because Kyler is kind of the the biggest A big doubt, like just awfulness uh, I could imagine at this juncture of the season. Um, do you play in most of your leagues with uh, trade deadlines or no trade deadlines? It's Pretty a mix, fast.
1: man. I play. I play in a ton of leagues, uh, obviously, and I play with a ton of different groups of people. So I I play in several leagues where the trade deadline passed two weeks ago. I play in several where the trade deadline like just passed. like get the conclusion of Monday Night Football. Um, I was in that spot in a couple of leagues where the game was happening, and I was like texting people. I'm like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Will you please trade me something? Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, that was really annoying. And then people get back to me at 6 a.m. Sorry, man. I was out. Why do you have a life? Come on, man. I need you to, <laughs> I need you to trade me for Kyler Murray. Um, anyhow, and then I'm in somewhere, you know, the trade deadline does not exist.
0: So we're, we're still rolling. We're on all fronts. What about you? I don't have any leagues where there's no trade deadline. Every one of my leagues is a trade deadline. I'm pro trade deadline. I set up most of my leagues back in the day. I don't really commission any of them anymore, uh, but you know, three, four, five, six, seven years ago, I had set them up originally and the bylaws are kind of basically what I had. Are you like, originally. are you like an American
1: automotive company? You like you, you build roots and then you just export the jobs overseas. Pretty much. You, yeah. you start the league and then you export it to China.
0: So like I was a obsessive fantasy player, like dynasty player, like obsessive. And that's kind of how I got into doing like analysis, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, you just keep going. And then once I got into doing like the Patreon and stuff, like I just ran out of time is really what it came down to. Right. And it was like, okay, I got to cut some things off my plate. What are some things I can cut off without really uh, affecting things? And It was like, well, I spent a whole bunch of time commissioning leagues. We're going to nix some of those and found other people to take over the leagues. Um, so that was kind of the plan. Anyway, so I, I have a bunch of leagues where the trade of the Lions probably passed, but most of my leagues actually goes right up until kickoff of the game, specific game, into the playoffs. So I have until like Thursday or whenever the, the that specific team kicks off this week to make some magic happen in a few leagues. Makes so sense. I guess where I'm going with all this is Kyler Murray is hurt. He's got a torn ACL. Yeah. Are you, if you're a contender, are you selling Kyler Murray?
1: Yeah. I mean, so I think that I'm definitely open to it. It depends. Um, I mean, Kyler Murray, first of all, it kind of depends what your backup plan is, right? Like, let's say you have, I don't know, Kyler Murray and then like another clear cut starter and so then your QB three that you're now starting because of Kyler is like I don't know Kirk Cousins or something like in that scenario I'm probably just riding it out like like I don't know Kirk Cousins could get hot <laughs> like I how much how much of a massive upgrade am I going to need within like a one to three week interval over Kirk Cousins that I'm going to go and trade an arm and a leg to get off of Kyler Murray who's an asset that I want to hold long term anyway probably not a ton if my backup plan is like either you know, not starting a quarterback in super flex position, or it's like Colt McCoy or Brett Rippon or like whoever's the best I can get off waivers. Or let's say it's like, you know, a really objectionable starting option. Like it's Baker Mayfield or it's Taylor Heineke or it's like,
0: like slow down on the objectionable with Baker Mayfield. Come on.
1: Yeah. He's pretty objectionable.
0: The guy just, Uh, did you see what he did on Thursday night?
1: I I actually did not. um, To be honest, but I did, I was following the CBS sports app for most of it.
0: It wasn't in your like film review. Like, get ready for no, I, the show. Like, don't you rewatch all the games no, I, or something? I missed miss that memo. Oh, that's what I do. So is I just assumed everyone. Oh, yeah, would do this, so. yeah um, is that what you do? Yeah. So, like, like for me, I'm not. If if I have Baker, or if I have Baker Mayfield, I do have a lot of Baker Mayfield. If I have Kyler Murray, on the other hand, I am probably not selling him. Uh, it just like the chances that I can tr- trade. Kyler Murray for someone that can come in and immediately like provide Kyler Murray production is just so slim. I'd probably rather just go and trade for some uh, like third tier backup type running better uh, quarterbacks and, and hope for the best. This is probably my plan.
1: Well, I'll give you some ideas, right? So here, here's what I tried in. So I have Kyler Murray on three dynasty teams um, and for people unaware, I play in 50 dynasty leagues. So I actually, for most of the season, I was like, I need to buy more Kyler Murray. I'll probably be doing a lot of that in the off season. Uh, so I don't have a ton of Kyler of those three Kyler teams. Uh, one of them is not a playoff team. The other two are, and neither of those playoff teams, I would say are like particular juggernauts. One, I think is basically just dead. Like it was a Kyler Lamar team that was already the sixth seed. So I'm just not going to do anything to try and remedy it like i'll just i'll just let it die uh my other team is one that is also not a buy team but i think it's a lot more live like it was pretty injured like i have hollywood brown on that team i have jonathan taylor on that team i have mike williams on that team i have darren waller on that team like i have a lot of guys who did not help all season but who theoretically could help now uh that team i definitely had higher hopes for the trade deadline passed at the end of the Monday night game. So I did not be able to, I was not able to get anything to address it, but I did try. And there was three quarterbacks that belong to teams out of the playoffs where I tried to offer Kyler and my second, which will be two seven at worst. And uh, I'm hopeful will be later than that. I tried Kyler plus that for Watson for fields and for Lawrence. I was rejected on all three accounts, uh, unfortunately, but I thought that with those guys, I'm still maintaining that top-tier quarterback value and the flexibility to do what I want with it. And then I'm basically kind of throwing the second out as consideration for the opportunity to compete uh, in a real way in this year. And then probably have a quarterback for the first half of next season in that league. Um, I thought that was a reasonable amount to pay. I was countered with two seconds for Fields, and I ultimately declined that. I thought that was a little bit too much for guys where I see them pretty equal from a long-term perspective. Where, where do you stand on that? I have seen, by the way, in one league where Kyler was traded straight up for Lawrence. That that would really excite me from the Lawrence side. Um, what what are your thoughts on that sort of vicinity of of quarterbacks?
0: I think if like if you can move around in the kind of up and coming potential game changer type quarterbacks like the Justin Fields and the Trevor Lawrence, I think it's probably fine to make a deal. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like rushing out with the intention of trying to make that happen, just because I think Kyler's like kyler had the worst season of all time and he still scored 20 points a game like it's really hard for him to not be an upper tier quarterback uh the other guys like yeah trevor lawrence is playing really well uh this year like comparatively to his rookie year for sure he's still not like a superstar though and like what what is trevor lawrence's points per game right now because i think if i was if I was going to try to make this trade right now, it would probably be for Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. Because Fields is scoring a lot. Lawrence isn't scoring a I, lot.
1: I, per- I prefer Fields to Lawrence, but I'm bullish on Lawrence. Like I, I think I've aired this take before on the show, but my take on Lawrence is that these quarterbacks that are not the elite rushers, but who are showing enough to be an elite passer, it's like a scenario where they're going to need variance to favor them more to be able to have that sell window but i just think that it's coming like he's he's going to have that burrow window or herbert window or dak window where everything's working in his favor and then you know we're able to move him for what we see as a more sustainable source of that production but like before he's valued like that i'm totally fine with buying trevor lawrence
0: so because like trevor lawrence is only scoring 18 points per game so like that's not all that much 18.6 we could probably yeah, I, think, get... I,
1: I feel pretty strongly that's that's moving in the right direction next year
0: Oh, I'm talking about this year though because if I'm making a trade right. for someone right now it's to win this year so I mean, What's
1: like... whats what's he been i know I know we don't like the splits game but like we are talking about a young quarterback who's been developing like he's played a lot better over this second half of the season than he did in the early half of the season from a fantasy points perspective and, and a real life perspective
0: I actually don't know that it would be all that different his this is his game log over the last uh, 14 weeks. That would be the first six weeks. So I guess one more, 18.7. And then we got 8.8, 16.7, 21, 24.9, 16.4. And then he just had a really awesome week this year or this week with 33.4.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, it would be the last four weeks he's really stepped it up, but it also would also be fair to say that he's also played really gettable pass defenses the last four weeks. So.
0: Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm completely open to Trevor Lawrence being a long-term, awesome quarterback. I just don't know that he's going to go out and put up considerably more points than, like, uh, I don't know, Mike White or something like that. Like No. I mean, I, I think that it's possible that, that he doesn't. I, I
1: guess I'm viewing the Lawrence thing a little bit differently. Like, I, I think that, you know, you're probably not getting difference-making production from Trevor Lawrence rest of season. But I, I think that it, it allows you to you know, hold the spot essentially. Like you're probably downgrading a little bit from Kyler to Lawrence, but you're you're not like putting Zonathan Knight in Superflex. You know, like it's it's you're you you have a viable option. And I don't think you're really paying for it because I think you're gonna have similar value on those guys next season. And you're able to stay in that upper tier quarterback from a market perspective where like the deals that I would not be doing for Kyler, for instance, where I'm not even entertaining it, is if someone's like, oh I'll give you like Derek Carr and I'll give you, you know, uh, something else like I'm not doing that like I, once I'm once I've hit that elite top quarterback tier I only want to trade them for each other I don't want to get out of that tier unless I'm completely blowing up my team and I'm getting like a ton of picks and whatever else but I don't want to leave that tier so like I don't want to do the Kyler for Goff and stuff or the Kyler for cousins and stuff like I I'm only doing it to stay in that tier and I'm willing to pay a little bit extra to stay there and get the near-term production I, I agree with you in the sense though if, if you're like talking Kyler um, I don't know if my, if my next best option was, was viable. Like if I had Goff as my QB three and I lost Kyler, I'd probably be less excited about doing the Lord's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think like if, so if I'm a contender right now and I, my trade deadline lands is not passed, like I can make a trade right now, I'm probably not trading Kyler. If, if for some reason I can pull off a deal to get like a Justin Fields and sure, but I don't think that's overly realistic. I like, I, I don't know why the other party would make that trade, I guess is where I'm coming from.
1: Um Well, if you add a second, that's where they might make it.
0: I guess, but like they're basically throwing in the towel at that point, which is which is possible. Well, but the but the, the why is the Justin
1: Fields team in the playoffs? Like I'm saying, go go to the team that isn't in the Does playoffs. Fields
0: score like 20 points a game, right?
1: But it's entirely conceivable that Justin Fields is on non-playoff teams.
0: Well, sure. Well, yeah.
1: right. Yeah, I'm I'm saying go to the like if you're if you're treating Kyler Murray, your market is probably the non-playoff teams.
0: Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess. I'm just thinking 21.4 points per game from Justin Fields. There's possibly
1: different things that can happen possible. for Justin Fields to not be on a playoff team. Like, that's that is not hard to imagine.
0: All right. So, anyways, if I can pull off something for Justin Fields to a non contender, uh, I'd be open to it. I don't love it uh, necessarily, but I'd be open to it. Alternatively, what I would probably just go and do if I don't have a viable third quarterback already, like if I am sitting here thinking about, oh, man, I got to start Baker Mayfield this week in my playoff matchup, probably not loving that prospect right now because the likelihood of him being good are pretty slim this season. So I'd be looking at like, uh, you know, filling the gap with like a Mike Smith or Mike White. What is that guy's name? Mike White? Yeah, Mike White. Mike White. Yeah, Mike White. Like I go get him. But he might not play this week. He's not going to play this week either. Well, he's
1: probably going to play, but he's day to day with a rib injury.
0: All right. So maybe not Mike White, but probably. But you can, White. I mean, you could get White and Flacco, I guess. You can both. Flacco's probably available. You might even get him on waivers. Right. Um, and then, and then alternatively, like someone like a Geno Smith, who's like a discounted, like potential long term starter, or an Andy Dalton well, or something like that. I just go try to. Eddie Dalton's you know, a great one because he gets Atlanta this week.
1: So Andy Dalton's like a legitimate streamer this week that you could get for almost nothing, and we've talked about this before. You know how bad quarterback is going forward. Like Andy Dalton could start again next year. That's not inconceivable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and uh, I mean, I, I think that Ryan Tannehill, I just think Ryan Tannehill's really been undervalued. I've seen some offseason starts where he's going in like the 11th and the 12th round. Like I, my thoughts is like I just don't view him as a stopgap. I just want to buy him because I I just think he's going to have several more years of an as an NFL starter.
0: Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Ryan Tannehill will be a great spot. Like, if you have Kyler Murray and you do not have a backup third quarterback that's worth starting, Ryan Tannehill will be perfect because you can buy him and not, you're not like you're getting the insurance moving forward as well. Because the next part of this Kyler Murray thing is now he's got a torn ACL in what, week 14 this year? When's he coming back? Is he going to be? Right. You need an option next year. Yeah. We like Ryan Tannehill would be a better option than like a Mike White, a more expensive one, but a better option because he's, he's
1: usually not that expensive. Like he's, he's often purchasable for a mid to late second. Um, and Which I just want to do that anyway.
0: It's fine. Yeah. I just want to do that anyway.
1: Like he's, there's not a demonstrable difference between Ryan Tannehill, like in terms of projecting forward, there's really not a, a big difference between him, cousins, Carr. Yeah. Uh, like he's, he's the same tier of quarterbacks as those guys. Gino, I mean, Gino has been better this year, but in terms of moving forward, I think that's kind of like a group. You know, maybe you mm-hmm. throw goth in that group too, Jimmy G, but they're kind of the lower end of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Another one that I, I think would be interesting uh would be like a Desmond Ritter, even though he's probably terrible. My issue with Ritter
1: is he's gonna be costly.
0: He's less expensive than Ryan Tannehill according to fantasy calc right now. I, I think that But this probably is, really this fall. is this is one
1: where like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put on my like in my league hat. Like Sentiment-wise, right? If you have Ryan Tannehill, you don't really feel any type of way about Ryan Tannehill. Now, I always feel a type of way about Ryan Tannehill, but I just think like most people, if you're like, hey, is Ryan Tannehill available? Like most people, if they're not relying on him, like either he's their third or fourth quarterback, or they didn't make the playoffs or whatever else, like the vibes on Tannehill are are not good. Like he hasn't produced a ton. He's blase. He's old news. He might not be in Tennessee next year. They just fired their GM. What if they rebuild everything? People don't understand how to deal with uncertainty. So they think that him probably, they think that him potentially not being in Tennessee means he won't be an NFL starter ever again, even though that's ludicrous because he's clearly one of the best 16 to 20 quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, With Ritter, like if you drafted Ritter and I mean, let's not, if I drafted Ritter, uh, which I did several times, if like if, As a Ritter drafter in round two, like, and then you've held him all this time, and then he's just about to start, like, what, you're gonna sell him for the same round two pick that you just drafted him for? That seems pretty unlikely. So, like, what are you gonna offer? Two seconds? I wouldn't wanna offer two seconds for Desmond Ritter. Offer first? God no. Like, how else are you gonna get it? You'd have to get him with, I guess you can get him with some sort of player, maybe, if that Ritter manager needs something else, you could work it out. It just seems like a narrower path to me, where I think that Ritter excitement is at an all time high, which leads us to our next topic, by the way which is, uh, unless there's anything else you want to say on Kyler, but I kind of want to talk about Ritter time.
0: Well, I think, I think just to finish up with Kyler, I think I am in no way really punishing Kyler for this inter- in injury uh, in terms of like long-term prospects. Like, yeah, it's an ACL for sure. That That's probably not going to be great for him next year, but he's realistically, I like I can't see him coming back for week one. At this not point, it's possible. But if he does, I'm probably not expecting Kyler Murray of old. And then, uh, you know, by the time we get to midseason next year, or or even into 2024, I think he's right back to where he was. So,
1: so let's say let's say this, not counting the next three weeks. So, like either you're in an off season startup, or you haven't made the playoffs, uh, and this season's over. How are you viewing Kyler? So, like I'm just gonna list off quarterbacks. Let me know when you have a quarterback that you view as like interchangeable in terms of value with Kyler, where you wouldn't be like willing to pay like Kyler plus stuff, like stuff that's material. Let's say an early second at least is like kind of the the difference between tiers. Um, or, you know, where you decisively prefer Kyler. So Mahomes, Allen, clear tier above, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: so then that next group, uh, like Lamar, Herbert, um, burrow where where are we with the uh jalen hurts that's probably the next four for, like, yeah i'm probably
0: this. under the kyler for them like I, yeah. i'd rather have them than kyler i think at yeah. this point point.
1: and then so then that next group we have watson fields lawrence Dak, tua where are we that's, and that's probably is that the crew that Kyler's? i think that's
0: now? the crew and i'd probably have kyler like if it were me and who would I rather have rest of their life? It would be Kyler above those guys, but he'd be below the guys above him. Okay. I feel similarly about that, except
1: I think I would take Watson and Fields over Kyler. Probably.
0: Well, I actually have Watson up in the higher tier, to be honest. I, I, I do too, but along with Burrow and Herbert and those guys.
1: Yeah. And then I think I would take, I think Kyler and Lawrence are kind of a little bit, are probably closest to equivalent for me. But I would decisively prefer Kyler over Dak, and and uh, well, I, I don't I don't subscribe to two and on, so I don't have Tua in this tier at all. But uh, shout out to the Tua Hive. Uh, <laughs> did you see Did you see the tweet asking whether or not you'd rather have Kyler Murray or Caleb Williams? And that I did. I, I, retweeted, of said I retweeted Caleb it. Williams,
0: and I I distinctly said. And did you retweet it
1: because you were so excited about Caleb Williams?
0: I retweeted it saying, if you play in a Debbie league and you have Caleb Williams, you know exactly what to do, <laughs> which is keep Caleb Williams, right? Which is Trey Caleb Williams for the bonafide superstar quarterback already in the friggin' NFL.
1: Yeah. That seems like unbelievable. Decision.
0: We, we like, we are two C se- one season. Remember, it is so
1: like, hard to evaluate quarterbacks. Like there's no such Sam thing as a that-
0: Being a slam dunk 101 and then falling to like the sixth round in that same class, we had Spencer Rattler, a bona fide 102. Like, the guys may not even get drafted at this point ever. Like, right, we are so far away from Caleb Williams being a locked in superstar to be considering him against a locked up superstar is well. And that, I mean, you talked about Sam Howell and
1: Spencer. I mean, Frick, what about Jamarcus Russell? Right, like I am mean, yeah. <laughs> talking about guys that
0: just fell in the draft. Like we're right. We're like, there's, there's multiple that, that levels right? that could just suck.
1: Right, so it's like Caleb, like Caleb Williams, who, for the record, like I have no Caleb Williams specific reason to be low on Caleb Williams. I think he seems phenomenal. Like I've had Caleb everything- Williams
0: number one QB and Debbie for two years now. Wow. So like right. I'm in on Caleb Williams. Right. So Actually, I think I- Caleb Williams. I changed it. I, I moved Bryce Young ahead this year. I, I take it wow. back. I'm sorry. I had Caleb ahead and then I put Bryce Young ahead because I was more certain of Bryce Young's draft capital. But okay. uh, Nobody if cares. you were to ask me today, I might actually prefer Caleb Williams again.
1: Yeah. So I don't, I don't have Debbie rankings, but I like Caleb Williams. I love Caleb Williams. Like if you were to ask me right now, who do you think you'll be drafting with any one ones you get in 2024? I'd say probably Caleb Williams. Um, if you were to ask me, like any players that aren't currently in the NFL, I think Bijan would be my first, and then Caleb Williams would probably be my second. Uh, all that being said, like no, I would rather have Kyler Murray. Like, what's the wor- worst case scenario on Kyler Murray is 2023 is a wash due to his health yeah. status. Well, Caleb Williams isn't playing in 2023 either, so wants to see a seat league. Um, and and yeah, like Caleb Williams still has to hit a three leg parlay, right? He still has to be. Two, like he still has to get drafted as highly as we think he's going to get drafted, and then he still has to be really good. And and Kyle Murray's already hit those two goals. He's already got drafted first overall, and he's already proven that he's good. So
0: yeah. So like, let's just quickly touch on Caleb Williams because he he is absolutely incredible.
1: Like oh, God, there, yeah.
0: there's there's nothing in the Caleb Williams profile that gives you any doubt whatsoever. He was a five star prospect who. Basically walked in and pushed Spencer Rattler, who was not playing great, but wasn't playing terrible, out of the starting lineup, who was supposed to be the 101 or 102 in last year's class. He just, like, step aside Spencer, who was also, I believe, a five-star recruit and was famous from that, uh, what was that TV show about the quarterbacks? I have no idea. QB1. QB1 TV show, he was on that and uh spencer rattler was i mean anyways caleb williams then walked in was lights out per everything that i looked look at he's a rushing quarterback he's big enough six one two ten like he, he's right in that kind of like current uh current mold of where we're seeing a lot of the quarter like kind of dual dual threat quarterbacks come in at he's incredible he's absolutely incredible he's one of, he's probably the best prospect that i've looked at since i've been doing debbie he, like he's a On paper, he's a better prospect considerably than Trevor Lawrence uh, on paper. Keep in mind, there's aspects of quarterback um, scouting that we cannot capture on paper. So keep that in mind.
1: I mean, look, I saw that highlight in the Rose Bowl when he threw that laser across his body on the sideline. I'm sold. I don't need to see anything else.
0: Yeah, like me being a film grinder, I definitely saw that. I made notes. Uh, I was going to bring it up next. That was the next thing I was going to. You saw the highlight I'm talking about, didn't you? I no, I did. I'm I'm, I'm being slightly. I mean, it was but, uh, incredible. It was incredible. <laughs> Anyways, Caleb Williams is great, and we should absolutely love Caleb Williams. He's probably like QB ten in Dynasty right now for me. Yeah, probably uh, But Kyler Murray isn't QB ten in Dynasty right now for me. He's probably more like seven. And yeah, yeah. and there and, and there's a tier back, a tier break there. It's not like a seven, eight, nine, ten all on the same tier. It's like seven right. and then. We got, we got some levels to go. Okay. So I think that's enough,
1: Kyler. Um, I'm I'm in on him. If he's an off season startups, if he's anything out, like I, I assume he's going to be like an early second round pick and I'm going to be drafting a lot of them. That's kind of my, my thought.
0: Yeah. Anywhere outside the first round, he's a, he's a slam dunk selection. I think.
1: Yeah. I, I fully agree on all accounts. I think it's really important to note that like, I think there's an idea of Kyler that he is only good because of his rushing. And he was a legitimately impressive quarterback from a real life perspective in 2021. Like he, in 2019, he was not that good because he was a rookie, but he was perfectly fine for rookies. Like he just wasn't like particularly good for NFL quarterbacks, but most rookies aren't. But like in 2020 and 2022, he's essentially been like an average NFL quarterback. And in 2021, he was an exemplary NFL quarterback. Uh, So I don't like, he sort of got the career progression that we want, which is like, be a serviceable rookie to being an average starter to being a really good starter. And then this year he has regressed. Um, but I, I still think like we're talking about everything else in the profile in terms, of really good college prospect went 101, progressed perfectly as we want to see a quarterback progress their first three years. Like I don't really have concerns about him as a quarterback. Like I don't think that, We're in a situation where it's like, oh, no, like we're playing fast and loose, flying close to the sun here with his rushing ability. Like, I just think he's legitimately good and he runs a lot and I want him long term. Um, Speaking of other quarterbacks who have always been great, run a lot that we want long term. uh, Desmond Ritter will make his first start in week 15 against the New Orleans Saints and would you rather have Kyler Murray or Desmond Ritter or Dynasty?
0: There are a few quarterbacks in the NFL that I would rather not have than Desmond Ritter. That, wow. Does that make sense? Was that the right <laughs> double negative there? Okay. How about this Desmond Ritter or Baker Mayfield? I want to get uh, you on record here.
1: Can I, I really want to get you. No, I want to get you on record with this take.
0: Uh, do I have to keep them forever? Yes. Then I'll take Baker. Wow. If I don't have to keep them forever, yes. I'll take Desmond, and I will hopefully get some quick points out of them, and then I will trade him before the Falcons ever have a chance to replace him.
1: Oh, my God. I just Can you say this really slowly, just for use to clip, that if you have them for the rest of your life, you would take Baker Mayfield over Desmond Ritter?
0: Yeah, if I were to say, let's for instance, let's say that I were a fantasy gamer, which I am, And I were playing dynasty fantasy football where you get to keep the players forever. And then you you had to select either Baker Mayfield or Desmond Ritter, and you could never trade them. I would easily select easily, easily select Baker Mayfield.
1: So can, can you explain um, just for the people at home, why (laughs) you refuse to get excited about a highly drafted future of the franchise mobile quarterback, where it was only a matter of time until they were able to take this mantle to get in preparation for why they're clearly starting in 2023.
0: Yeah, it was only a matter of time before Desmond Ritter were to overtake. It was Marcus a matter of Mario. when, not if. <laughs> it's it's pretty remarkable that we got to week 14 before we saw Desmond Ritter. To be honest, like I I was pumping. Smith is
1: not great.
0: <laughs> I was more, pumping the Marcus Mariota preseason. I was. Pretty adamant that they were going to be better than the worst team in the league. I was pretty adamant that Marcus Mario was going to start half the season. After that, I did not think that it was going to be Marcus Mariota any longer because Marcus Mariota is what he is limited. Limited. And limiting on, on an offense. <laughs> Unlimiting, yes. So, like Desmond Ritter, though, is, is freaking awful. Like, he is awful. He is really bad. He is one of the worst. Why, why do you, so why do you think right? the
1: designers is awful?
0: What's this? Because he's on? one of the worst quarterback prospects in my process. And he right. was a Konami. Can you can you use, can you use college. numbers
1: to describe this? I just think okay, it would be let me helpful. use some
0: numbers. Let me get to the numbers. One second. So, first of all, not that this matters in my process, but it should be noted his two four seven composite score entering college was .818, and I do not have another quarterback in my database that low.
1: Does that does do you find this is like a legitimate question? I I I have literally have no idea. Do you find that that is predictive when yeah. solved for draft capital? Like, because obviously, like, obviously, like higher crews get drafted higher and everything. But like, once you've already solved for draft capital, does that matter at all? No, okay.
0: not at all. It, I, it's just funny. That's all. It's just it's just a okay. funny thing to say aloud. Now the everyone listeners, knows just so listeners. Just so you know that cream I'm cream.
1: just so you know, listeners, I'm keeping Drew honest here as he tries to. <laughs> Keep Desmond
0: Ritter down. So then he's a 23 year old rookie quarterback, no, senior. 23 year old senior rookie quarterback. His NFL look on grade was actually not terrible. Uh, it was yeah. 6.36, which is comparable to like Matt Corral and Malik Willis, fellow third round picks this year. Um, who else was around there? I think we have guys like what was that quarterback? Who some of the hits. Uh, I don't think there are any. Just kidding. Okay. Just kidding. Deshaun Only Kaiser, edit.
1: the name you were searching for?
0: Deshaun Kaiser. I'm pretty sure he was around there. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser, the 6.3. Who are the hits
1: from the 6.3 range?
0: Uh, we got a couple. You've probably okay. never heard of them. Uh, one of them is his name's Derek Carr, who has a singular top 12 season in his life. I think really well that Carr 10, asked 15 years in the NFL. Now he's got one top 12 season. So, like, great, great job, everyone. Daniel Jones, I don't know. he's not an actual hit, he didn't have a top 12 season, but he's he's right in there. Uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones, 6.33. Wow. Doesn't matter better than Mac Jones. So, yeah. Uh, Jordan Love, 6.36. Uh Kenny Pickett, 6.4. Drew Locke, 6.4. That's pretty much it if you don't count guys like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. If you ignore those three guys. Oh, okay. Uh, I was wondering when you then... get to them. <laughs> <laughs> I was, But I was patient with it. I was just letting it sit, sit there. We, We've got other guys, too. we got... Connor Cook, who you probably never even heard of. Yeah, he Nathan went to play Peterman. to Michigan State. Nathan oh, I have Peterman. heard of Nathan Peterman. No. Five five. Connor Cook, Connor Cook was the
1: guy who famously Jerry Jones wanted instead of Dak Prescott, and then the Raiders sniped him.
0: That makes sense. And uh, so if the Raiders... Eason.
1: There's an alternate world where Connor Cook is on Dallas and Dak Prescott is somewhere else.
0: Yeah. So, like, really, there's not... Like, Josh Allen, George, uh, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes... Those are, those are the guys in this bucket. All of those guys, first-round picks, not third-round picks. Keep that in mind. Anyways, so then that's, like, you know, not great. We have other things. Uh, we don't actually have Cubase on Desmond Ritter, but I think based on where the stats that we know matter in Cubase are – where Desmond Ritter ranks in those stats, his QB base would be really, really bad.
1: I think it's we not, can make that. It's conclusion. not right next to Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, every hit, no. Tom Brady, every late round hit. No, it's not.
0: No, 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 no. I'm afraid not. And then we and then we got PFF grades, like we got PFF passing grades, which I I like. I don't necessarily use them in my process. They're more just like uh, anecdotally used. But uh, his PFF college grades, like he's played four years in college, right? Yeah, 75.4, 65.0, 68.8, and 87.1 in his age 22 senior season. So, like, that's pretty good if, if you only look at his last year and ignore all the other three years he played. Like, that's pretty good. Desmond Ritter, future stud, 87.7 would be, ooh, that's not good. Uh, it's not very high. It's really not. Holy smokes. He's like forty second in my database of of quarterbacks, but I've only like I've only got uh one hundred eleven, so he's like completely mediocre for high like highest season QBR or uh, sorry PFF grade. Yeah, that being said, like it's considerably better than like someone like AJ McCor- McCarron or TJ Yates, who we, we came in with 26 at 44.0. <laughs> so there's something to be said there. And then, like, one of the great things about – my favorite thing about Desmond Ritter is he played a lot of years of football. <laughs> right, we have a big sample of Desmond. We've got a big sample. We are fairly certain he's terrible because we've <laughs> seen him play for so long. Uh, so there's not yeah. a lot to be left to the imagination. The best thing about Desmond Ritter is that he, he did rush quite a bit. Like, he, he was Konami yeah. in my process. Uh, so there is the possibility that he just gets on the field and, and runs and will score some fantasy points. And then oh, I think that's it. a probability. That's, that's really the only saving grace in the Desmond Ritter profile. Even if he was a first round pick, he would have been one of the first round picks ever drafted right there with Kenny Pickett side by side. Yeah.
1: So my, my defense of Desmond Ritter, um, unfortunately is lacking, uh, like, (laughs) so everybody, everybody that knows, uh, you know, my approach to quarterbacks, I don't, really care that much about quarterback evaluation like i really try to view the position more in terms of does he run does he not run and then do we think he's a decent market bet and that's like pretty much the bulk of it and with ritter like i was excited about ritter pre-draft uh and post-draft because he runs <laughs> he ran like a 449 um has not like willis levels of college rushing but pretty high levels of college rushing and at least the the speed that he was able to lay down at the combine shows that that you know, potential for more if he's used that way. Uh, In terms of the on-field product, I mean, he... Taking whole, like, watching him, all of the stats and everything, it paints a picture of a guy who probably just doesn't have the physical attributes to be an effective passer at the highest level. Like, it took him a long time to reach the pinnacle of what he could be as a college passer... He has physical traits as a rusher. Uh, You know, anytime you ever watched him be interviewed, he thinks the game really well. He seems like a really sharp guy. I know during the draft process, a lot of the NFL draft Twitter folks were recommending his understanding of the offense, his ability to uh, uh, work pre-snap, to shift line audibles, to be able to manage the offense from game to game. Like, it seems like all of the intangibles he has. And ultimately, that's, Probably like everything that an NFL team wants out of a third-round pick is a guy who has pretty much all of the qualities of being a really good backup quarterback in the NFL. Um, where it's like you can get by with mobility. He has the smarts to be able to pick up and run an offense midstream if he's thrown into the game, um, and he has like enough physical attributes for the offense to not completely sink. And that's probably what he is in the NFLs is a is a backup quarterback. Um, I, I was into him from the draft process just of like. Well, who knows? <laughs> you know that's kind of where where I'm at with it is like maybe all that's wrong, uh, and for that reason, I'm definitely rooting for him. He was probably my favorite quarterback pre-draft of this class, which does say a lot more about this class than it does Desmond Ritter, um, mostly because uh, I thought that Kenny Pickett was a really terrible prospect, and I stand by that. Um, I thought that Malik Willis was. A really intriguing fantasy asset if he was to get high draft capital because of the rushing but i thought that his profile was even more lacking than desmond Ritters as a passer and then you know matt corral and sam howell on paper look a lot better i think my issue with those guys is that to me there's more of like a almost like a binary curve in terms of how i think the nfl treats these spread offense guys where it's like when you play in a make-believe offense like the NFL either thinks that you have it or you don't. And when they say that you don't, then I think that you don't. And that's kind of like how I believe with like a Matt Corral where it's like, he's not playing real football. It's like, he's literally just zone read throw to a slant every single play. And I understand pretty easily. Like I can envision how if I was a football guy, you could be like, yeah, the stats don't tell the picture. This guy's bad. And obviously like they've been generally understanding of like, okay, Kyler Murray you know, can play in this offense and he's clearly another level and Matt Corral played in this offense and he's not it. And that's why we let him fall at the end of the third. Um, so in terms of the combination of like the rushing ability and some like modicum of passing competence, I probably like Ritter the most, but that's really where the love affair ends. I, I would say if you do have Desmond Ritter and anybody else is getting really excited and does think that they're the future, you know, I would definitely take an early second. I think if you can reroll it, my my hope with Ritter was that I thought he would start a lot earlier than this and that we would get a period where we could almost free roll for a month where you have to watch him play. People are going to have low expectations because he's a rookie. He's probably going to put up some fantasy points because he's going to run. And then people are going to talk themselves into him being a starter. And if he's really, really good, actually, then you can hold because that would be really exciting. And if the more likely scenario is that he's like mediocre to bad, then you can just sell. Because we saw with that with like Davis Mills last year, people somehow talk themselves into Davis Mills. And Davis Mills holds like zero Konami upside. Like he, I could probably rush for more yards than Davis Mills. So uh that, that's kind of what got me excited on Ritter from a market perspective. To me, to me, the bet is is more likely than not failed. And if you can get out of it um, and reroll, i probably do that. That being said, uh, I will totally troll Drew like all next season if Ritter is awesome and he's the second coming of Jalen Hurts. But I, okay. I, I, will say like, I was I was very on Hurts coming out and I was on Ritter, but and like for I would say two of the three reasons are the same in the sense of like just general like asymmetrical upside for market value from quarterbacks. I love quarterbacks who run and especially I will be in on any quarterback who runs. It doesn't cost premium capital. Um, the difference is that Hurts was like actually good. Uh, in college. Like, I understand that we no longer had a lot of faith that he would be a good NFL quarterback when he fell to round two, but Herbs had a profile where you could much more easily talk yourself into him being good. Like, he was a super, super productive college quarterback in a way that Ritter was not.
0: So, I have something really interesting that I just discovered while you were talking because I wanted to illustrate this in a, in a different uh, way. So, I do pre-draft grades. Uh, which do not factor in draft capital with right. the quarterback process. And I thought that uh, we had quite a, quite a sampling here of pre-draft uh, bust tier which is what Desmond Ritter is for the record. He is a bust tier pre-draft painful. Uh, quarterback prospect. How could you do my boy ability. like that? Hey, How could you do my boy like that? Well, he didn't do very well in college, so he kind of did it himself. Anyways, I thought we had the sample of 11. I was like, oh man, like we got quite a few of these guys. These guys are bust tier, like just awful quarterbacks, but with Konami ability. And I was like, oh man, like Andy Dalton fits this this caliber. Andy he Dalton's and, Konami quarterback. Right. And Colin Kaepernick and Jalen Hurts and Chad Kelly and Kellen Mond and Deshaun Kaiser and Brett Humley and Stephen McGee. And Joshua Dobbs and Pat White and Drew Stanton and Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis all fit in the same category. And then what I realized is that I didn't have the damn formula set up and uh, properly. And none of the following quarterbacks were actually bust-tier pre-draft. Those quarterbacks are Andy Dalton, Colin Kaepernick, and Jalen Hurts. (laughs) The three hits. (laughs) Wait, just to be clear, Andy, Andy Dalton was a Konami quarterback? So this was why I was really laughing at it, because we're talking about how Konami, our dude, your dude, Desmond Rodriguez, and I was like, man, how did Annie Dalton end up in this category? I wouldn't have expected that. So here's Andy Dalton's rushing yards in college. 232, 432, 512, 435. Here that's is actually Ritter.
1: remarkable that Andy Dalton had
0: 583, 655, 92, 335. They're the same freaking guy, except that Andy Dalton was a way better passer.
1: Okay, that's well, you just listed a lot more yards for Desmond Ritter than he did for not Andy that Dalton. many more yards. <laughs> We're you have like, like double the amount of yards.
0: Okay, let's let's sum them. Let's do a quick sum uh, 2100 I mean, versus. 1600 500 more yards in four seasons would you would you not say it's somewhat fair to make it year.
1: would you not say it's somewhat fair to make an inference from in the fact that Andy Dalton ran a 487 and Desmond ran a 452
0: I think there's probably a warranted <laughs> inference to be made on that front I was as shocked as you were when Andy but Dalton was putting up the same yardage as here, Desmond Here's was. Here,
1: here's my question they will be playing on the same field this week will you be able to tell oh. them apart probably not Probably okay how about this who will score more fantasy points this week Desmond Ritter and Andy Dalton they play each other
0: Uh, and I'm
1: asking you know what I'm I'm asking this you know why I'm asking this is because I'm in a league where my quarterbacks are Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton and Desmond Ritter and I figure who to start this week so um, I'm starting Derek Carr and and then I need to decide between Desmond Ritter and Andy Dalton Uh,
0: are you favored or not favored
1: I would say go either way. It's a six-point passing touchdown league, by the way.
0: Oh, I think you got to go Andy, Dolan. It go Andy Dalton. It doesn't matter. It's way too risky. He could totally considering... Malik Willis out there. I'm going to Andy Dalton.
1: Dalton's going to get you 15, 20 points. I mean, Atlanta's pass defense is ass. I'm playing Andy Dalton. I think he can get yeah. me two touchdowns this week.
0: It, interestingly, though, I can't believe that all three of the guys that fit the category that hit actually flipped to bulletproof when I update the formula to actually work. I just had bust written in the cata- in the. Freaking tier. Well, so I understand this,
1: well, this is only a sample of three, and it's not something we should like fully trust. But that that will legitimately give me more bullishness if and when there is a Konami quarterback who is not bust to your pre-draft that ends up being bust to your post-draft. I'm probably going to draft a lot of that.
0: A lot of that. Let guy. me tell you. Let me tell you who is the bulletproof Konami quarterbacks that were not getting first-round draft capital. You ready for this? I'm ready. Blow your mind. It's a whole bunch of guys that aren't good. <laughs> okay, we got Dak Prescott. He's good. Okay. Andy Dalton, Colin Kaepernick, Tyrod Taylor, Jalen Hurts. It's pretty great list actually. That's that's the four that were something. But I like after just finding well, who out else? the that the, the uh, Who else? You said those are the four that were something. Who are the people that yeah, were something? Well, I'm not sure the other ones are actually right because the formula wasn't working, so oh. I don't tend to pay a lot of attention, but here's the ones that are set up currently in the formula. Then we have Colt McCoy, Jacoby Brissett, Drew Stanton, Brad Smith, Bruce Kradkowski, Troy Smith, Dennis Dixon, Seneca, Wallace, Brooks Bollinger, Bradley Van Pelt, and Matt Coral.
1: I've heard of every single one of those names except for whoever Bradley Van Pelt. That's, that's yeah, he's from 2004.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's the one. And he's the seventh round pick, 250th overall. Okay, yeah, that's why I haven't heard of him. So like, like honestly, a, like yeah. if you're in a dynasty draft and you're picking one of these players in like round three or four of a super flex league, like that's a pretty freaking great pick. Right. Yeah. So uh shout out to Matt Coral. You should probably pick up Matt Coral. Matt Coral. On- it. It's Coral. I checked it. It's like the okay Coral Coral. There's no? no way that it's coral. No, it's Corral. <laughs> uh, anyways. So okay. that's that. We got some good players in there. We got some not so good players. It's gonna be great. Desmond Ritter so, is decidedly not in that group. In fact, there's never been a bus tier Konami quarterback that was not a first round pick that has ever had a top twelve season. So Okay. That's tough. Yeah. tough
1: so all right. Um so I think we've covered Desmond Ritter to death. Uh we were gonna talk about sort of this ongoing EPA traits for, but um, we're not going to. I'm making that decision right now because uh, uh, we don't have time and I have to get back at studying. Um, so we do have a couple more like fantasy focused topics to cover. One is that the 49ers played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. Uh, they dismantled them. Uh, big cock, Brock Purdy. Out of curiosity, where did big cock Brock Purdy rank in your pre-draft process?
0: Uh, I'd have to find them. Keep going and I'll, I'll find them.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so, this is put into question what is going to happen with San Francisco at quarterback. And it seems as though there are four viable options. Uh, Trey Lance, of course, is one of them. Jimmy Garoppolo could be re-signed the morning of his eventual foot injury. There was the story floated by Ian Rappaport. They were interested in bringing him back on a short-term deal. Then there's Brock Purdy, who has looked phenomenal. What if he leads them to a Super Bowl victory? Will he get, to start for the 49ers in week one next year. And then there's the other guy who came to the Bay area this week, Tom Brady, all options are supposedly on the table. We, uh, we know that he was a home, uh, sorry, was a childhood fan of the San Francisco 49ers that he expressed interest the last time he was a free agent going to the San Francisco 49ers. My question to you is who will be the week one starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers in 2023? Will it be Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance or other. And I posted this poll on Twitter right as we started to record today. And th- the people have spoken. The people are honestly more optimistic than I would have thought. I'm assuming that's because they follow me. If, if it was someone else, I imagine the order might be different. They have decided Trey Lance, 62% say Trey Lance, 18% say Big Cock Brock Purdy, 14% say Tom Brady, only 5% say Jimmy G. I'll ask you, who do you... Actually, better question than who do you think. If you were to place a bet on those implied odds, right? So like 62% Lance, 18% Purdy, 14% Brady, 5% Jimmy. Who who do you think would be the, the best money there? Like say you could get, you know, like essentially that's like minus 200 on Lance, you know, t- uh, 20 to 1 on Jimmy. We're talking about 6 to 1 on purdy and on brady where do you think the best money would be
0: i'm not a very good gambler because i would just bet on the thing that i think is most likely regardless of the odds and it would be trey lance and i don't really know if that would be a wise bet or not i don't bet i just play fantasy football so can i just take trey lance and that'll be my bet Comeback player okay. of the year in 2020. Do, do you think that Trey
1: Lance... Okay, well, I'll just ask it to you this way. Do you think that Trey Lance has a higher or lower than 62% chance of being the week one starter of the San Francisco 49 He's going
0: to be... It's like closer to 90. You think he's 90%? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me why. Because he's good at football.
1: Why, why is he good at football? He has not shown to be good at football.
0: He's shown... He had one of the best college seasons we've ever seen.
1: He was playing against janitors.
0: And crushed them. Good for him. He smashed those janitors. What
1: about what about the fact that we have an entire NFL sample of of three games, and he wasn't wasn't very good?
0: It's three games. He's put three games in the NFL. Give the guy some time. No, like honestly, I. Where would you feel?
1: I'm trolling. Obviously, everybody knows that I love Trey Lance, but I'm yeah. I'm I'm being the voice of my Twitter replies right now. Um. Where would you feel comfortable drafting him in an off-season startup, like before everything all sifts out with free agency and trades and stuff? Like, see, so you uh, think first. First of all, you think all of this is smoke. You think there's no chance that they're going to bring back Jimmy. There's no chance it's going to be Brock. You think that the Brady thing is a bunch of lies. You're, you're, you're comfortable that Lance is going to be the guy.
0: I mean, I, anything is possible. They they could bring back Tom Brady or Jimmy. Gar- I I can't imagine they're going to start Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance. I think that would be really wild if they were to do that is it is Jimmy Garoppolo free agent after this year he's a free agent so like he would have to take a pretty steep discount you'd think to stay there and compete like I yeah he's gonna he's gonna get a real offer elsewhere I think he's gonna get a real offer elsewhere yeah where he's just not gonna have to compete he's just gonna be the starting quarterback somewhere So I I don't think that Jim Marioppolo is coming back. I think there's a chance that it could be Tom Brady. Like, I don't think there's many teams in the NFL that are gonna be like, no, Tom, sir, we don't want you for your final season. Like that would be a tremendous financial boon to the franchise, whatever, wherever he plays his final year, they're gonna sell a ton of Brady stuff. Right. And I think and and he's probably pretty good at football still. Like I I don't think he's gonna hurt your football team. So it's kind of a win-win. You're probably gonna have some increased uh proclivity to attract free agents because you have tom brady on your team yeah like i think if anything if tom brady is like hey i want to play for the 49ers tom brady will be the quarterback for the 49ers i would suspect and they'll trade trey lance and whatever uh i don't think that's very likely uh i guess it's possible now that he's a single bachelor with uh no one holding him down he can do whatever he wants and I, he is from the Bay Area, if I recall. Like that's why they he that he's gonna go back there for his final season. I, I guess it's possible, but it's gonna be Trey Lance. Like they invested a ton in Trey Lance. Trey Lance has done nothing wrong other than get hurt, which is like not his fault. Right. Um, he was presumably playing well enough in preseason and uh, training camp last year to hold off Jimmy Garoppolo, who's very capable. Like Jimmy Garoppolo was a perfectly capable, like Andy Dalton level quarterback. No no question about it. So in a startup draft, where would I take Trey Lance right now? Is that your question?
1: That's my question. Yeah.
0: He's currently QB thirteen on Fantasy Calc, which is one spot ahead of Jerigoff and two spots ahead of Geno Smith. And that's he's is he is absurd. Right. But if
1: you look at startup drafts that are happening right now, he's like in a tier of one because you're basically seeing every quarterback that's above him. So like you know, all the guys that we just talked about, sort of in that Kyler tier and up, you know, they're typically going in the first two rounds. And then I've seen a bit of a range on Lance. And then those guys after him, once you get into like Geno, Russ, Kirk, Goff, all those guys, those this go like rounds often, round six, round seven, round eight, round nine. And Lance is the only guy floating in the middle. So there's, I don't think that you can like view him in terms of his relation to other quarterbacks. Like, I'm not sure there's any quarterback that you would say in fantasy is in a tier with Lance right now.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I'd probably take them ahead of guys like Debo Samuel, Chris Godwin, Tony Pollard, Najee Harris pretty easily, which they're going around 47 or so. Uh, if we scroll up a bit, we get into like the DeAndre Swift, Kyle Pitts, Cooper Cup tier. I'd probably still prefer Lance there. Go up a little higher. We're into Garrett Wilson and Travis Etienne and Chris Olave. I'm still probably t- – like I'm probably taking him a third round still. Maybe the second round, even like late second. I guess. Yeah.
1: I would take him in the third. I'm not sure I'd get all the way to the late second.
0: Yeah. We're, maybe not the late second. Late second has like almond Ross, St. Brown and Saquon Barkley, uh, Deshaun Watson. Like those guys are at the two, three try, it looks
1: like. I think I'm going to take the elite running backs and wide receivers over Trey. Yeah. Once yeah. we get past that, and then I'm, then I'm interested in taking the shot.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. Like once we're, once we're into like the projectable guys, like the Garrett Wilson's and the Travis Etienne's and the, like those guys, where it's like, I think they might be great. I,
1: oh, I'm, I have no worries about Garrett Wilson. I'd rather have Garrett Wilson than Amon Ra, honestly.
0: Uh, I mean, you're allowed to be wrong once per episode, and that's, this is your time. So I hope that nothing else comes out of your mouth so egregious. There. I don't think,
1: I don't think there's any wide receiver in Dynasty that I'd better have than Garrett Wilson right now outside of uh, Jefferson and Chase.
0: You're putting Garrett Wilson at wide receiver three in Dynasty fantasy football.
1: Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable with that.
0: I that mean, it's is. a it's
1: a useless distinction. like I because I, I view like it's a pointless distinction. like I don't know. I don't feel if if someone was to offer me, well, actually someone did. someone offered me a lave and a third someone offered me Jimmy and a third on top of a lave for Garrett Wilson. I was like, yeah, that seems fine. They're kind of the same, and I'd rather have Jimmy and a third um for basically free, and I already have a lot more Wilson than a lave. So I was like, all right, I'll smooth that out. So it's really a pointless distinction. Like if someone offered me almond raw and a second for Garrett Wilson, I'm taking it. If someone offered me CD in a second for Wilson in a third, I'm taking it. Some, same with A.J. Brown. Um, but I don't know. If I'm, a, if I'm on the clock on a startup and Jefferson and Chase were gone and someone hauled a gun to my head and they are like, you have to take a wide receiver and you can't trade back and you can't trade up. You just have to
0: take a wide receiver. Probably take Garrett Wilson. I, I guess. like he, he, he's Yeah, he's good. I, just, uh, I, I think, yeah, it's probably just like the... Wide receiver three conundrum that we've had for the last like year. Yeah, I don't he, want I he, I
1: dangerously invoke the wide receiver three debate that I I that yeah. I we shouldn't never have. Nobody should have the wide receiver three debate.
0: No, I, I like three. he's. I guess he's probably in that range. He's like, one of the
1: candidates. Yeah, he's one. of he's the candidates.
0: A, He's a candidate.
1: Yeah. Sure. Um, I i guess that's that would be my point is that I wouldn't I wouldn't look at Lance and be like I I wouldn't look at anyone and be that is not one of these guys and be like well I would take. Amon Ra over him but not Garrett Wilson Like I, I I, also wouldn't look at the opposite I would take both Amon Ra and Garrett Wilson over Trey Lance I would take this group over Trey Lance
0: yeah I I think I'd probably still rather have Amon Ra I think he'd probably be my wide receiver three actually now that we're doing the wide receiver three debate are,
1: are you not worried at all that that he like this is interesting to me because you had this we're gonna this is a brief pivot into an Amon Ra discussion that I didn't intend on having tonight but we'll have it um I want it clear that I'm not an Amon Ra hater. Like I, I am and have always been an Amon Ra lover. In Probably fact, who? I in fact I was an Amin Ra lover long before Drew is an Amon Ra lover. Uh, but no, I, lo- I love Amon Ra. My question is like once we're in that conversation where it's no longer he where where he's no longer the guy who's outproducing and out peripheraling everyone he's valued around, like once we're actually in the spot where it's like, oh okay, is he in the wide receiver three conversation? I think that's where I'm tapping the mat on Amon Ra. For ironically, similar reasons why you've tapped the mat on Alave when we've had that conversation at that price level, is that I i don't really want bot- to buy of all of the guys who are at that level. I think I'd rather bet on the guys who do it the way that most guys do it than the way that not guys do it. You know what I mean? Like I, like raw's route profile. Do, do you know what? Um, do you know what percentage of production that Amon has had on go routes this year percentage of receiving yards he said on go routes this year no zero percent
0: he hasn't hasn't registered a yard on a go route this year um you need to tell me there's an entire route that Amon Ra has not been taking the most one of the most
1: popular routes for a wide receiver the route where the wide receiver position as a whole has the highest percentage of its yardage
0: so he is scoring 18.1 fantasy points per game and they haven't even utilized him in one of the routes yet the sky's the fucking limit. <laughs> so Let's go. I mean, this is...
1: I don't even have my stats pulled up because we weren't... I didn't know that we were going to even talk about Amon Ra on this show. But Okay, so Amon Ra, so Ra's Literally. age is 6.1, right? So yeah. that's 96. His air yard share is 23.6%, which is 48. Now, I don't think that this dooms him to anything. It's just that normally, when we've looked at the ceiling for this type of player it more often looks like a Keenan Allen than it does, you know, a guy that we want to talk about is the wide receiver three in dynasty. My, my thoughts on Almond raw are, are this. I think of the offseason where people got it wrong as people viewed him as an inferior goods player. Have I, have I brought up the inferior goods trope on the show before? I don't believe so. Do you know, do you know what that means? Uh, no. Okay. So like, did you, you, didn't you take economics or did you take business?
0: Well, I took business, but I, like I took like intro to economics. Yeah, or okay. whatever. I, but, like, so I, I took economics world? literally 20 years ago. Right, okay, it's been so. a while. Okay. So like inferior goods
1: are basically just products that do better in adverse economic conditions. So like canned food, for instance, is an inferior good where it's like if like if economic conditions are really bad, more people want canned food. Um, most goods aren't that way, right? Like normal goods, the better the economy is doing, the more money people are spending better things are going um, and so i've used this term to talk about like fantasy basically fantasy football assets who do better when things are bad like where their success usually means the offense isn't succeeding um you know like it's i Jarvis think that. Right. Like it's like, this is like players where this is like an inefficient store of offensive production and they're only doing it because the offense isn't good. And so they don't have any other options. And I think that's kind of how people viewed Amon Ra coming off the off season is like Hawkinson was out, Swift was out, all the volume had to get funneled to Amon Ra St. Brown. This guy's not actually very good though. And my argument against that was that actually their offense got way better when Swift was gone and Hawkinson was gone and they started focusing the whole offense through Amon Ra St. Brown. Their offense got like more efficient. Like he wasn't posting absurd efficiency. Like there is a correlation between yards per target and a dot. Like it just tends to be that the most efficient wide receivers per target are the ones with the highest ADOT. But when you solve for A dot, he was a really efficient wide receiver on a per route basis. He was creating dynamic offense for them. And I think a more favorable comp was like would be like Adebo, Debo, where he's not a guy that is reducing the efficiency of the offense or just stepping into the void when nothing else is available but at the same time he's doing things in a way that most wide receivers who score a lot of points don't do them and my concern is most offenses prefer to operate around outside receivers running downfield routes and the lions have not been one based on functioning their offense around Ra and i guess my concern is like how long is ben johnson going to be the oc almost certainly not beyond this year he's going to get a head coaching job he's been tremendous will the next oc continue to use amon ra in this way will they continue to use their offense around this player will they prefer to orient things in a different way that makes amon ra not bad but just not this elite and like i my concern would be that he has a year that looks more like debo's 2022 where I understand that like the efficiency and the fantasy points over expectation and stuff isn't the same, but just the general idea of an offense calibrating themselves around a player who isn't the type of player that offenses normally calibrate themselves around, that that isn't as likely to continue, whereas with like an A.J. Brown or a C.D. Lamb or a Garrett Wilson, or it's like these are the types of wide receivers that offenses typically do calibrate themselves around, so I don't have those concerns.
0: Yeah, I think that's a perfectly fine... Like, uh, counter to Amon Ra being the wide receiver three, which is again back to wide receiver three, doesn't it's like right? Such a, there isn't a clear one, and that's why it's such a like nothing discussion. Um, I guess, I guess where I would come back to with this is to tie it back to Trey Lance is would we rather have Trey Lance or would we would rather have whatever wide receiver three you happen to pick? And right. I think he's right there. I don't know that I definitely prefer Trey Lance, but. I think there's some guys in that tier that I would prefer Trey Lance to. Um, I think Almond and for me just is a little bit more secure. Like we've seen him have a year and a half of quite yeah. good production now. And oh, yeah. uh, therefore I think he's like pretty locked into like 16, 17 points a game. Maybe he's not going to be an 18 to 20 points per game player, but he's probably going to be a back end wide receiver one forever.
1: I- I'm inclined to agree. Like it's, it's, it's very much different where in the off season, it was like, the, the question was like, is this guy going to stick in the NFL? And I was like, yes. And then it was like, but then what would his ceiling be? And I'd be like, I don't know, probably Keenan Allen. Wouldn't that be great? And everybody's like, that's pretty ambitious. And now it's like, I'm like, mm, his
0: ceiling might just be Keenan Allen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: you know, it's crazy
0: how that's changed. But um, it's, it's hilarious to say that because I think a lot of people would be like, oh, Keenan Allen, great. Like perennial wide receiver one. And then you look at it, it's like, how many years did Keenan Allen really make an impact on your team? Well, the point like, is, yes, it is great, him, but. and it is
1: great, right? In the off season, he was valued as what, like the wide receiver thirty, right? What, mm. like in the off season, there was no need to hand ring about a Keenan Allen ceiling. If I was like, look, you have the chance to draft a twenty two year old Keenan Allen as a wide receiver three, and it'd be like, yes, obviously, I want to do that. Yeah, and now it's like. I think there's a chance that he's a 23 year old Keenan Allen. And it's like, well, maybe a little rich then. Um, But I mean, that just owes to how much has meteoric rise, which is incredible. Like I, to be clear, I don't think that I think that any risk of like JMO just coming in and stealing his lunch. is like just bitter people who were wrong about him on Twitter. Continuing to be wrong. Like Amon Ra is for real. He's here to stay. It's just, my question is, is he here to stay as like a 20 point per game guy? Or is he, is he going to be a 15, 16, 17 point per game guy? I don't know. I think it's entirely possible he still is a twenty point pregame guy. It's just I think that he has some risk of falling back a little bit.
0: Yeah, so I guess with Trey Lance, then I think he's right there for me. So wherever you're drafting the wide receiver three, that's probably where I'm drafting Trey Lance this year. Okay, there we uh, go. Same same area of the draft. I don't know. It depends. You know, depends on uh, your QB scoring settings and things like that. Like maybe I prefer Trey Lance in some instances, and I would not in others. If you're playing in a half PPR, or a full PPR, PR, that's going to change things for Amon raw for me. I'd like him more in a full PPR. Oh, obviously. yeah, you
1: need him in a full PPR.
0: And, uh, you know, that kind of thing, it would kind of impact where we're putting Trey Lance in that discussion. As far as running backs go, like, I think there's like four, maybe five that I would consider maybe ahead of him. And yep. even that, I'm not 100% sure I feel that strongly about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then a tight end like are you taking Kyle Pitts or Trey Lance at this point
1: oh obviously Kyle Pitts
0: I think I gotta take Kyle Pitts too
1: I mean that's not but I wouldn't even have them in the same tier like I, I, I st- I'll i still be drafting Kyle Pitts the one two turn. well I'll, I'll just draft him wherever his ADP is is where I'm at I
0: was gonna say his ADP is quite a bit lower like you could can, you can call Pitts after all these guys have been talking about with wide receivers
1: yeah today. well I'm not gonna risk it so I'm not okay. gonna risk it there's not a chance I'm taking more than two wide receivers ahead of Kyle Pitts it's not even a consideration yeah I, so, yeah. I, honestly, I don't I don't I actually like just don't give a shit about Kyle Pitt's ADP. It's wrong I don't care.
0: You're just picking him at 101 no matter what Well,
1: no, but I'm gonna pick him where I have him I'm I'm gonna pick I I will take him last I will take him last of the tier that I have him ranked in of which he is not ranked last. Does that make any sense? Kinda there is a tier there will be a tier in my rankings that Kyle Pitts belongs in. He will not be last in that tier. He will have the lowest ADP of that tier. And so thus I will take him last of that tier, but I will not take players in the next tier ahead of him, even though they have higher ADPs.
0: Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Okay, so Trey Lance, we're talking probably round two, maybe round three-ish. Okay. So straight. we're going to be
1: drafting Trey Lance's.
0: And we're definitely drafting Trey Lance. We're, going to be drafting like, we're not Trey. avoiding the Trey Lance. I mean, here's here's the thing, right?
1: Worst case scenario, we've talked so much about how bad quarterback is in the NFL. Like just from like a market dynamics perspective, like the free market of the universe will just not allow Trey Lance to not be starting games next year if he's healthy. Like it's just not gonna happen. Like like there's just not gonna be coaches that are just willing to accept Trey Lance being on a bench somewhere while they're starting Andy Dalton. Like that's just not gonna happen. So now, I do think it's fair to view Trey Lance's dynasty value as inherently tied to him staying in San Francisco. Like, it's just such a better situation than any other possible situation he could be in. That, like, yeah, if they sign Tom Brady and Lance gets traded somewhere, that's legitimately bad. But I, I don't think that the floor is just zero. Like, the, the floor Trey Lance was a third overall pick who has done nothing wrong. He is going to get a chance multiple seasons in the NFL to start games and prove himself. That's going to happen. Absolutely. Last topic. Oh,
0: no, no, no. I want to go back to one before. You had asked me where does Brock Purdy sit in pre draft rates? Yeah, that's true. I looked it it up. Yeah. He is a bulletproof pre draft prospect. Oh. (laughs) I did not expect that.
1: So Uh, we should be buying the shit out of Big Cock Brock.
0: Well, like. I don't know. He like This yeah. makes
1: me very sad that I blew all my Fab on Sam Ellinger.
0: Yeah, if Sam Ellinger was a terrible pick. I would much rather have Brock Purdy knowing this than I would. Because
1: I, I have Brock Purdy on only two dynasty teams mostly because I like blew all of the fab on Sam Ellinger because I was just like, Well, what's gonna come about that's better? And Brock Purdy unfortunately came about.
0: Yeah. So, can I share something really interesting about the Brock Purdy profile? Because I oh, remember I have, like
1: big time Brock Purdy regrets. Now, this sucks.
0: In in doing the Debbie rankings for the last few years, I used PFF passing grades. Yeah. And I remember like kind of being flummoxed because no no film grinders really seem to be into Brock Purdy, but as an eighteen year old, he has the second highest.
1: He also started PFF. a million years in college, right?
0: Ah, uh, four, I think. Yeah. But 18, 19, 20, if I, or like 18, he start start like
1: he, I don't think that he, I don't think that Iowa state ever played a game during his time on campus that he didn't start.
0: No, no, I think he played every single game Yeah, and he had an 88.0 PFF grade. The only player with an older or with a higher age 18 PFF grade is Trevor Lawrence. Wow. And right below him, Deshaun Watson. Huh. So, I'm having
1: big FOMO that I only have them in two leagues. I kind of want, I want a lot more Brock. I should have been drafting
0: Brock Purdy in Ricky drafts. We should have been picking him up on waivers at the very least. Yeah, where were, where, were you, where were you all this time? Because I didn't have the damn formula right on the day three players because uh, I didn't go that far. It's terrible. So there was a huge... and This is a catastrophic error in the process. Next year, we will have okay. the process... Well, if there's... Fully implemented through all... Round two and three players.
1: Let's say there's no trade deadline. What would you pay for Brock Purdy right now?
0: Maybe like a late second.
1: Wow. Early okay. third? We get it done a late two. Oh,
0: I imagine you would. But he's starting for sure for the next like four games, five games. And it seems as though he might be like an NFL player for a long time. Like uh like he could just be like a floating around backup like a Gardner Minshew type. Uh, that would be, like, in demand. He could also go the way of, like, a Nick Mullins and just, like, completely disappear from the world. Like, who knows? Uh, late, late seconds. It would have to be a very strong contender where I couldn't get, like, a uh, Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Like, it would be a Hail Mary at
1: that point. Man, I'm so mad that I didn't have all my FAB. I'm never going to spend FAB again. I would do anything to have 30 Brock Purdy shares.
0: Yeah. God,
1: that sucks. All right. Uh, last last quarterback topic today. Um, so we've been floating around with this idea you know that uh, uh, well, actually, I'll give it a choice to you. We have two options. Now, either of these things we can clearly have time for in the offseason. We have two options of which to do the last segment because we don't have infinite time because i got to get back to studying. We can either play a guessing game where I give you a quarterback without a clear home next year and we guess where they go and what type of role they have like either starter, backup competing with a rookie whatever um or we can give some early thoughts on the 2023 quarterbacks what would you prefer to do
0: let's do the guessing game i don't want to do the quarterback stuff until i get all their st- like we're we're like weeks away from getting full data on the rookie quarterbacks let's just wait for it
1: okay so currently your take is Will Levis 101 Anthony Richardson 102 I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you prepared for how much we're going to argue about Anthony Richardson
0: for the next four months on this podcast? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of debate about Anthony Richardson, who is probably not a good quarterback, and uh, we'll score some fantasy points, and we'll diverge as we discuss the merits of where to draft a player we expect to score a large amount of fantasy points in a short amount of time. <laughs> 102. two. Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, there's. Yeah, when if, if Anthony Richardson gets top fifteen draft capital, probably taking him at the one two.
0: Friend be of the, the friend, friend of that.
1: the podcast Ray GQ said that if he goes anywhere in the top fifty of the NFL draft, he should be the one or two in Superflex.
0: Ray is also mistaken, and I cannot believe you're ganging up on me at this point. How well, can you guys I be so wrong about quarterbacks? I tweeted a hot take
1: about what Anthony Richardson, <sighs> and then Ray replied, and he he got hotter. He out hot taked me. He out hot taked you. I yeah, I, I I said top
0: fifteen, and he said top this, fifty. This is Elon's Twitter, man. This is Elon's Twitter. It's just going off the chain. Can't okay. believe it.
1: So that was it. That was your brief. That was your brief Anthony Richardson moment. Okay, so we're gonna put the twenty twenty three guessing game. Okay, all right. Twenty twenty three so, guessing game. So I'm going to say that the I'm gonna take the following quarterbacks off the board, but feel free to object if you think that any of these quarterbacks won't be with their current teams. Okay, but I'm going to say these quarterbacks are not worth guessing because they're clearly going to be with their current teams. Josh Allen, yeah. Tua tunga uh Lamar Jack. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't. It's Lamar Jack's a free agent. So, Josh Allen, Tua tunga Joe Burrow, Sean Watson, Kenny Pickett, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, Zach Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, Kyla Murray. That's actually it. The rest conceivably could be other places. So,
0: so let's, let's, let's sidetrack just slightly because you mentioned Kenny Pickett. And last okay, I checked, this is the one
1: you're going to challenge. This is the one you're going to challenge. Kenny well, last Pickett.
0: I checked, the Steelers were picking quite early. And uh, if they are, are you convinced that they have the answer or are at least a plausible answer at the quarterback position at this point? Or should they Josh Rosen him? Well, I think that they should Josh Rosen him, but I think that they won't. I agree. They sh- absolutely positively should Josh Rosen him. Picking him was a huge mistake. Now they have an opportunity potentially to get out of him and get into somebody who isn't there. They should never have picked him in the first place. It was a half measure. It was, it was an awful decision. Like
1: this is an, I, and I'm pro taking quarterbacks. I just think like, if you're going to swing at a quarterback prospect, who's probably bad, at least take one with like the traits of quarterbacks who are good. Like I, I like, I just don't understand what the point of a Kenny pick pick is, right? Like Malik Willis was almost certainly terrible, but in the world where he wasn't, he's like impactful. Right? Like he actually has like the elite arm. He has the mobility. Like Kenny Pickett, the only two options for a Kenny Pickett selection is that you have Josh Rosen or that you have Mac Jones. So you either have a quarterback who's horrible that necessitates you need to take a new quarterback, or you have a quarterback who's not actually impacting winning and that you probably have to replace at some point or you won't and you'll just end up in quarterback purgatory for life like there was no winning scenario by drafting Kenny Pickett I, I would rather just I literally you'd be better positioned for your franchise if you walked up to the commissioner and said we would like to resign from this pick and forfeit it back to the league than taking Kenny Pickett it sets your franchise back he's terrible
0: yeah they should have just stuck with Mitch Trubisky lost every single game and pick uh, yes. Bryce this year
1: yeah, that would have been way better but they won't they we're not going to rosen him because there's not they're not going to pick early enough for one of the elite guys like they're not going to actually be at the 101 so they can't kyler so thus they can't rosen
0: where are they like last i checked they were like they're, three they're
1: five they're five and eight so they're going to be picking like oh. the, around 10
0: yeah yeah that's not going to work so like, then maybe making, maybe like, they could no. get a
1: levis or a richardson but like what you're going to abandon kenny pickett
0: for another quarterback is probably bad yeah, like that would be the worst-case scenario. So they're not going to Josh Rosenham. That's too bad. Poor Steelers fans. I apologize to all of you. I, myself, am a huge Steelers fan and uh, watch every game, and Kenny Pickett sucks, and I'm sorry
1: about To that. me, the only way that... Um, sorry, I'm watching the Celtics-Lakers game as we record, and the Celtics just sends it to overtime, and I'm texting my best friend who's a Lakers fan, and the best part is that i'm a celtics fan he's a lakers fan we're playing each other in basketball fantasy this week and i have lebron so the game just went into overtime which means i'm going to get five more minutes of lebron points and the celtics just said at the overtime so maybe they're going to win which is his worst case scenario and i need to text him and tell him how bad this is for him and how great mm-hmm. this is for me uh anyhow kenny pickett sucks but he will be the starter next year indeed I would definitely be trying to move him in dynasty though, if people are viewing him as a long term asset. Like we saw with Mac Jones, he was going in the fourth, fifth round of startups last year. He is not going in the fourth, fifth round of startups this year. And, and Mac Jones was actually good, like not for fantasy, but like from an NFL perspective, he was like a decent quarterback in his rookie year. Kenny Pickett is not good for fantasy or the NFL.
0: <laughs> Kenny Pickett is not good. We can we can probably uh, probably leave it at that. He's very okay. not. Nice.
1: Um, all right, so we're going to play this. First off, Lamar Jackson. Where's Lamar Jackson, and what is his role? We're going to make this quick because we have a lot of quarterbacks to get through. So, so I'll go first just to demonstrate the idea of the game. I'm going to say that Lamar Jackson is a Baltimore Raven, and that his role is clear, unambiguous starting quarterback. Yeah.
0: Agree. Okay. Uh,
1: what, would you, what, would you, what would you say the odds are that he either gets traded or signs elsewhere? 5%. Okay, that's probably about where I'm at, too. Yeah, 5%. 5%. I,
0: I can't imagine a world in which they let him go. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to sign
1: somewhere else. The only scenario where they let him go is if they franchise tag him and then they trade him for, like, three first-round picks or something.
0: I yeah, I yeah, like, I just can't imagine. But that's, that's not likely. going <laughs> like, to happen.
1: Like, what if, what if the scenario... Like,
0: okay, here's the one scenario.
1: The... here's here's the here's the best galaxy brain scenario okay the detroit lions already have they're going to have the rams pick which is going to be potentially the 103 or the 102 they trade jared goff the 103 and their own first and their own first next year for lamar jackson and then the Ravens get golf for next year and they get to pick Stroud or young at one Oh three and they get two more first. I'm not
0: taking it as a Ravens hard pass. I'm not either. If I'm just saying that's the only scenario that makes sense to me. I mean, maybe they do it, but they would be idiots if they were to do that. Like if you have a franchise quarterback, an MVP level franchise quarterback. Oh, I agree. I don't care I, what the press take is. You, I would it. just, I know I would just
1: blank check them. You'd what? I would blank check him. I would say, here's a blank check. How yeah. much do you want?
0: Yeah, just sign here. Take take whatever you <laughs> need. You know what? Just just pull up to the bank. You don't have to get a check. Well, I'll go with you. Let's go. <laughs> Bring your truck. Bring a big <laughs> truck. Large <laughs> truck. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: Uh, okay. Next up on this list that we have is uh, Zach
0: Wilson. Where is he at? Uh, he's, a, he's He's not with the Jets, I don't think. Okay, what? Where? Where is he? And I what's know, his I role? Know. Like, how, how? do you? I, you, chose, Latin, you, you chose. You You chose this game. You. He's, I gave you two he choices. You this, he's in. Uh, he's in Denver, backing up Russell Wilson, rehabbing his image.
1: I think that he needs to go to a more more stable organization. I think that he is in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think he's in Seattle, backing up Geno Smith. Sure. Okay. There we go. Uh and he's traded for, i I'm gonna say a fifth round pick.
0: Think that low? What if, what did they get for Baker? Didn't they just get quite a bit for Baker, like a fifth or sixth? The the, uh, the yeah, bounce?
1: they got a they got a fifth and, and they had to take on a heftier contract too. Yeah.
0: But Baker wow. had actually
1: been good. Baker had like been a quarterback that people wanted before.
0: Yeah, but Zach Wilson's only in his second year. <laughs> Baker had was in like year five or going into year five, mm-hmm. right? i think
1: okay. i think the bigger issue for zach wilson and it was an issue for baker too to some extent but i think that although different i think the bigger issue for zach wilson is like i think people people will take a shot on a project with a good attitude and people will take a shot on an elite player with a bad attitude but people don't want a project with a bad attitude mm-hmm. and like i think that that inner like I, I don't know him i have no idea if he has a bad attitude, but i think like the perception from that interview is that he has a bad attitude and I don't think people want a bad player who thinks he's a good player. Like people don't want to coach that guy up. They, like, whereas I think with like Sam Darnold, like again, I don't know these people, but like Sam Darnold, there was never any talk of like any sort of character concern or anything. Like for mm-hmm. everyone talked, he seemed like a great guy. I'm sure he is. I'm sure Zach mm-hmm. Wilson is too. But just that was the perception, and people were willing to give him more chances. Um, but with Zach Wilson, if people think that he has like the bad attitude label on him, I don't know if people want to people want to take that on. But anyway. Uh how about Mike White? He's a backup.
0: Back he's a, backup he's probably
1: a backup in with the Jets. Yeah, he's he's probably the Jets backup. I agree with that. Okay. Um how about Mac Jones?
0: He's still a starter with the Patriots. I don't think he's going anywhere.
1: Okay. I also think that he's a starter with the Patriots, but uh I, I think I think it's like a 10% chance that Bill Belichick is looking at the years left on the odometer and decides Mac Jones isn't how he wants to spend it. Um, I mean, what about Tom Brady going back to the Patriots? That would be incredible.
0: Uh, yeah, I could see that potentially happening in which then Mac needs to get traded somewhere.
1: Yeah, and, and, more and then...
0: And then Brady and Belichick retire after the Super Bowl victory and, and you know, go through. Wouldn't that be the moves? best?
1: I want that, actually. That would be awesome. You know,
0: this is my favorite of all the timelines right now. Great job. Great job putting that one together.
1: Yeah. See, this is a fun game. Okay, how about
0: uh, Ryan Tannehill? I kind of think he's going to stay with the Titans. I, like, I don't think they're going to blow it all up. I don't think Mike I... Grable's in the mood to blow it all up. They're their first-place team right now. Yeah, I think like prior to the
1: John Robinson firing, I for sure would have said he's back with the Titans. I think that there's now an increased chance that he's not, but like they're keeping Vrabel as they should. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Even though he tilts me with how much he likes to run the ball, I can't fault his effectiveness as a coach for continually getting winning seasons out of a bad roster. Uh, he's he's gonna stay at the Titans, I think. Uh, yeah, Malik I, Willis, I Malik Willis showed them the thing is like Malik Willis showed them literally nothing like this is the thing is like what is the alternative to Ryan Tannehill like I I understand the argument in theory where it's like Ryan Tannehill isn't good enough to get where we want to go and so let's pick the other door the issue is like there's a time and a place for the other door and I don't know that it's now because Malik Willis showed nothing well actually he showed something he showed that he's awful um, so that's bad and then,
0: and then get this get this this is crazy some people want to then draft Anthony Richardson 102 in the next year's draft. Wild, Absolutely. Yeah, if he gets the draft capital. And I'll tell you this. If he goes in the third round like Malik Willis, then I won't. And then you'll be shouting from the rooftops that you need to get him in the second round.
1: Uh, I actually was not drafting a lot of Malik Willis oh. in the second round. Uh, right. I was drafting a lot of Desmond Ritter in the second round. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Even worse. I would way rather have Malik Willis in the second round than Desmond Ritter. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Desmond Des- 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 Ritter's a real quarterback. Malik, well, no, he isn't. He was a third round pick. Doesn't mean Ritter
1: can like operate an offense. Malik he was a
0: bust-tier pre-draft third round pick. He's among the worst prospects we've ever seen.
1: He's better than Malik Willis. Uh You got to <laughs> watch the tape, bro. You got to watch the tape, bro. You watch okay, the tape. how about? So we both agree with the Titans. Okay, um, <laughs> how about Matt Ryan?
0: I he's gonna retire. He's done.
1: Yeah, it's it's the end of the line with Matt Ryan. He's on Roethlisberger Island. Yeah. Um, okay. He should have retired know. last year. Like he should have I don't have even, went, I
0: don't even to go somewhere to finish the career. Or just ridiculous. Just retire. Like <laughs> keep the legacy intact. Just, except, just for except for Tom
1: Brady. Except for Tom Brady.
0: Except for Tom Brady. But Tom Brady is different. Like yeah. he's just different. He's I don't even, different. I was
1: gonna I was gonna pick a Texans quarterback. I don't even know which one to pick. Davis Mills, D- no. Jeff Driscoll, Kyle <laughs> Allen. None of these guys. Yeah. Can, can I just say that Davis Mills was one of the worst fantasy industry whiffs I've seen in quite some time. Like the not not just that he was obviously bad because he was bad, but the, the reason people like hyped him up, there were multiple, there were like multiple people that were citing his red zone efficiency as the reason why he was good. And I went on this tirade one night where I was like, "This is the stupidest thing in the world." He was really bad overall. The most impactful area of the field to make someone good when they actually aren't or make someone bad when they actually are is red zone efficiency he was bad on net with really good red zone efficiency which should tell (laughs) you that he's actually horrible but he just got really lucky and that that luck pushed him towards being below average instead of being
0: horrendous um Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm, sure mm -hmm, enough mm -hmm. he's horrendous yeah hard to believe third round quarterback was horrendous hard to believe Unbelievable, and, and he doesn't even run. I, whatever,
1: just, I don't get David Stills. uh Derek Carr, where's Derek Carr at? He's going to be with the Raiders. The Raiders
0: have no other options.
1: This one I actually disagree with. Like I think that with, um, I think that with Tannehill, it's like you can sell yourself on. Okay, look, we may not be where we want to be, but we're at least in a pretty decent place. Like we've had some success, so we're just going to roll with it. I don't like. You can't sell yourself on. Derek Carr anymore like and, and to be clear I don't even think Derek Carr is the problem I think Derek Carr is fine it's just like there's enough anger I think in Vegas where I think it's easier to sell like okay we'd rather just be bad than this Um, so I think Derek Carr look I'll just, I'll just do the fun option Derek Carr is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers because he's traded for Aaron Rodgers and then Rodgers is reunited with Devontae Adams
0: okay sure
1: and that's the most fun alternative. Rodgers is on the Raiders. Brady's back on that, the Patriots.
0: Is this is a great timeline. I love it. Okay. Then can um, Randall Cobb go with Aaron Rodgers? Sorry? Randall Cobb can go with Aaron Rodgers? After <laughs> <the game? laughs> yeah, look out on a Redfro stance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, NFC. Uh,
0: Taylor Heineke. Back up somewhere. Probably not even in Washington anymore.
1: I think he's the starter for the Washington
0: football team. Get out of here! Stop it. Yeah, I think he is. Because because what what other op- they've
1: played they've won t- way too many games. So what what other option do they have? Like they could sure they could sign Teddy Bridgewater if they want to, but like, what does that get you over Taylor Heineke? May as well just start the guy who just led you to the playoffs. I mean, I'm I think they'll probably. Like, it's a depressing situation, but I kind of think that they're going to just play Heineke and then they'll probably like either they'll develop Howell or they'll or they'll sign or they'll like draft a second rounder or they'll get like an Andy Dalton level backup. I don't know, but I think okay, that's so let,
0: let's presume that you're right then. Why are we not buying Tyler Heineke to fill in for Kyler Murray at rest of season? Because he's not gonna score
1: any fucking fantasy points because he's he shitty and they run the ball points? all the time.
0: He gets like 15, doesn't he?
1: Well, that's not really fantasy points. I mean, I can get that out of Zonovan Knight. All right. I mean, if the commanders have it their way, they would prefer to run the ball 60 times. True.
0: Yeah, he's only scoring 13.9, so that's really not a very good fill-in. I thought no, it was high.
1: Because he's, he's shitty at football. He's not good.
0: Yeah. Um, he lacks skills. Got it.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, oh, but
0: actually, first, he's probably only scoring that because he probably didn't know he's played all the games.
1: Yeah. So he probably came in mid right, game. No, how about his teammate, Mr. Wentz?
0: Uh, I kind of feel like he's going to get another shot now. I mean,
1: he's he probably one of the that. best. He's probably one of the best thirty-two. He's he was he was the exact same as Heineke. They've Heineke was, has been no better than Wentz this season. If yeah. you look at any measure of quarterback play other than wins, like it's just that the rest of the team has played better with Heineke, and maybe that's because of his fighter leadership style.
0: I don't know, but it probably is. Carson Wentz is not likable. <laughs> no, he's not. So that's probably what it is. I think he's going to start somewhere. So where is he going to start? Where are the options to start? Uh, so, like, Carson Wentz is probably a good, like, target in trade I think Carson obviously.
1: Wentz will be the starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Literally nobody is like, oh, you can't have my Wentz right now. <laughs> like, if you went and offered pretty much anything to Carson Wentz owner or manager, they'd probably accept it. Yeah, I think he's going to be the starter for the Bucks because I think and he's left- going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers starter. He's going to have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette and Rashad White and Kate Auten or whoever that rookie tight end yeah, is. Kate Otten.
1: Yeah, that dad runner because uh, Leftwich needs a big arm to run his system. The Bucks aren't going to pick high enough to draft anybody.
0: Can we just quickly tangent on Byron Leftwich? He's awful, right? <laughs>
1: he's a he's a he's massive
0: fraud. He's the horrendous. Yeah, I just don't understand it because like. He was in uh, Arizona and then they like told McCoy midseason and inserted right. Leftwich as the OC. And, and it was still bad. And it was still awful. And now he goes to Tampa Bay and like works under Bruce Arians again. And Bruce Arians is obviously good. And, and Brady's then, good.
1: And Brady's Evans good. and Godwin and AB are good.
0: And then all those guys are good. And then somehow Bruce Arians is like, okay, I'm not coaching anymore. They hand the freaking reins over to Brian <laughs> Leftwich. And the team is awful. Like the offense doesn't score anything. And he's like, oh, it's not our job to score points. We're here to win games. It's like, no, 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 no. We're going to pause you right there. You are the offensive coordinator. It is, in fact, your job to score points. In fact, that's your only job. You don't have to worry about special teams. You don't have to worry about defense. Just score some freaking points. Todd
1: Bowles is also a terrible head coach. And we already knew this because we already saw him be a terrible head coach. And then he was a really good defensive coordinator, which he was before. And – and then we were like, oh, I guess he should be a head coach. No, he should be a defensive coordinator. He's a good defensive coordinator. He's not a good head coach. Anyways, uh, okay. So Carson,
0: okay, wants, the, to about, okay. Carson okay. wants to be a seriously like, dynasty buy right now. Yeah, he That's honestly
1: good. should be. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, Sam Darnold.
0: He's <laughs> just going to stay with the Panthers. That's their backup probably. Who the hell are they going to get? well they can draft somebody actually i guess they can't draft somebody
1: sam darnold winning these games is like destroying the panthers franchise
0: oh for sure like this is so bad he's gonna be like a co-starter like he's not gonna be like the unquestioned qb1 do you you think that firing matt rule was the worst decision the franchise has
1: ever made like if they had kept matt rule no matt rule was the head coach oh i'm saying like they should have kept matt rule because then they wouldn't be winning these games
0: yeah, well, I think the worst decision they made was firing the OC last year. Joe Brady, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, Joe Brady. But
1: even that didn't really matter because at that point their quarterback was still Sam Darnold. Like I'm saying they should have kept rule because he was horrible. The vibes were bad, and then they wouldn't be winning these games. Like winning these purposeless games with Steve Wilkes to shoot themselves out of any draft position.
0: Like that that well, is so bad. I think it's like it's like one thing. Like Steve Wilkes shouldn't be winning games to begin with. But it's like it's it's way more than just should they have fired or not fired the coach because they also just should have freaking torn it down, right? Like, it tr- well they should have Did they, 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 they
1: refuse the it. team? They they rejected two first round picks, including from the
0: from Rams. Rams For Pridebirds, the Rams are going to be the worst team in football. Like, how do they like th- like fire the team <laughs> into the sun? Uh, this is catastrophic personnel. Because also, if those guys aren't on the team. They're still probably not winning games. Like, right. whether they fired or kept the coach, they're still probably not winning games without So, I guess so.
1: Okay. So, I guess what we've decided is the guy that we need to buy then is Matt Corral, right? Because if, if we're saying it's likely Matt that draft. Sam Darnold is the week one starter for the Panthers and that they don't draft anybody, then I mean, Matt Corral is starting games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's going to see the field for sure. Okay. Uh, I could see him being like the third guy at training capital. Like, they'll have PJ Walker right. and Sam Darnold in this duo one of these guys Jay like walker. like like uh can drew walk and you know can Spenceau. we be done with pj walker like can we be done with him <laughs> he's a MVP. what are you talking about oh my god
1: okay so PJ sam darnell going to be the week one starter for the panthers and then matt corral will be the week two starter for the panthers
0: <laughs> that is awful that is truly awful that's a bad spot yeah. okay why matt corral he was bulletproof pre-draft he's he's got that brock purdy in him
1: okay so kyle trask is he carson Wentz's backup?
0: Yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Okay. And, and or like potential like heir to the throne like they could be game of thrones there. Kyle Trask isn't good. <laughs> I'm not saying he is. <laughs> good. He's um, pick. He was something. <laughs> He's,
1: he doesn't have the physical ability to play quarterback.
0: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers clearly disagree as they uh, picked uh, him hand picked him. Hand-picked I, by whomever. I, that guy has no arm strength at
1: all. Like, it is... That guy's a frickin' pea shooter. Anyway, uh, Desmond Ritter. I mean, he's clearly on the Falcons, but is he... What's his role? He's a
0: backup. To who? To Marcus Mariota.
1: <laughs> I, I think that he is on the Falcons. And... I mean, in this scenario, I don't even know, because Carr's in Green Bay, or, or in my version, and he's on Vegas in your version, but either way, Carr and Rogers are not available. Was oh, Rogers in, in Green Bay in your version? We didn't
0: discuss it. Well, I think, uh, yeah. yeah, Rogers probably not in Green Bay. I, I could see Aaron Rodgers just retiring and being like, I'm out. Um, but you don't think he's on the Falcons? No, I don't like. I'm trying to think of what the Falcons would do because they don't need a veteran quarterback. They need somebody that could be the fan franchise quarterback. Right? They're not. But they're, not they don't, they're not in position to draft that, and they're not going to draft one. So then, what are they going to do? Take like Anthony like Ray I think their their best case as scenario as well. is probably like Carr or Tannehill. But in our scenario, they're not doing that. But why would they do that? Like they're not going to win. Well,
1: like- do you think that Arthur Smith is like has a great grasp on the macro strategies of football? <laughs>
0: When you put it like that. Like I I could see them totally taking like Levis or Richardson in the middle of round one. I mean they could see that happening well. We're gonna get to the
1: rookies after. Okay, so so we're gonna say Ritter's on the Falcons, but but position on the death chart pending. Mm
0: -hmm. Um okay, Andy Dalton. I think he's gonna like sign as like a bridge to like a rookie somewhere. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I
1: mean, I'm just, I'm just not quite sure where yet. Like who, um, who's,
0: who's picking the quarterback? The Texans.
1: Too. He's the weak one. He's like, he's the backup slash bridge. Or no, maybe not the Texans because the Texans, they probably have Bryce, and he's probably it, starting. It's week, the second starting quarterback. Week one. What's his name? Stroud. Stroud.
0: Yeah. Wherever he gets drafted, they're gonna sign this guy Andy Dalton to come in and show him the way. Like Tyrod okay. Taylor and Baker Mayfield.
1: Okay, so we'll 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 leave we'll leave Dalton to the side for that. Jameis Winston, where is he at? Green Bay. Oh, because nursery Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is retired. Okay, yeah. that's fun. Okay, um, that's fun. I like that. Oh, I should have left the box open for Jameis. That would have been a fun. That
0: would have been. That would have like. That would have been great. Let's let's do that instead. So Tom Brady is going <laughs> to New England. <laughs> James is coming into Tampa Bay, and, and Carson Wentz is going to New Orleans, and Wentz is going back to the Eagles to back up Jalen. No, Hurst. Wentz is starting next year. <laughs> okay. okay, how about how about let's, um, let's, who's next? Uh, we've got Jared Goff. Oh, he's staying with the Lions. Lions aren't doing anything. They're okay. they're doing well.
1: Okay, we have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. This one's easy. He's the Week One starting quarterback of the New York Jets
0: yeah yeah that makes sense because they got the the they have his old
1: oc coach. is there they are like they are the team that makes the most sense to yeah. sign a veteran quarterback because they e- have a bunch of guys be- on rookie contracts yeah. who are good so if it's not like jimmy makes sense but if it's not jimmy like they're going to be in the car sweepstakes they're going to be in the Tannehill sweepstakes if he comes available they're going to be in the, they're the they're the one team where signing the car tanny jimmy actually makes the most sense
0: or even um, Rogers, Brett Harps- well that
1: would be great that would be yeah. awesome uh, Geno Smith, I think he's the starting he's quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, right? Yeah. Which can I just say? I think that Gino is awesome, but I think that's a really bad decision for the Seahawks because they are currently in line for the number two overall pick, and I would much rather take Chris Stroud uh, or CJ Stroud. Sorry, Chris Stroud is somebody I don't know who,
0: but he's that's a person
1: named Chris Stroud. I think. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, I would much rather take Stroud on a rookie deal than give thirty million dollars a year to thirty three year old Geno Smith. But I think that's what they're gonna do.
0: Yeah, giving Geno Smith is, is is like he's he's fine. And that's his that's what he is. Okay. Uh, Matthew Stafford. I think he's gonna retire.
1: I think he's gonna his, retire. His
0: wife's making a lot of noise about him retiring.
1: I think he's going to retire as well. So, does that mean Baker Mayfield is the week one starting quarterback at the Los Angeles Rams?
0: It does with Cooper Cup, and it's going to be fireworks for everyone. Oh, my fucking Cooper fuck. Cup's dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no, Cooper. that be great. But Van Jefferson's going to smash, but we're going to sacrifice <laughs> Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, a couple other guys that are floating around uh, Teddy Bridgewater.
0: He's a backup. He- Teddy. T- what about Teddy Bridge quarterback water? I I mean I guess, but probably just whatever. He's he's whatever. Okay. Jacoby Brissett. Uh he's gonna stick with the Browns. He's gonna be a backup with the Browns. The next run of suspension for Deshaun Watson, he'll <laughs> be starter.
1: Okay. Um, how about these rookies? So Bryce Young is to the Texans. I think we feel pretty that's, yeah, he'll be the that's pretty stone. Where where is CJ Stroud gonna wind up? I think it's going to be a trade-up scenario because I think the teams that look really good right now for the early picks are potentially the lions who apparently are set with golf. Yeah. The, the Seahawks who seem to want Gino and the bears who are obviously set with fields. Um, I think that I'm going to be getting in a lot of Twitter wars by saying that the lions and Seahawks should absolutely be drafting CJ Stroud. Um, but I don't think they actually will. Who's yeah. going to draft CJ Stroud. It's probably a team that, who's
0: going to trade up. Who's going to muster the capital. You know who's going to trade up? and, and I know it's who it's going to be, and coming. I'm excited be, for it. It's who?
1: Well, I have an answer, but I'm really happy with my answer. It's going to be the Panthers. Okay, I think it's not going to be the Panthers. I think it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts. Well,
0: it's because you're a homer. No,
1: I just think that... No, I think it's it's that, going to be the, the Steelers.
0: Steelers. It's definitely the Steelers, man. I mean, I do think it's actually oh, Steelers flag here. Here's here's why here's why it's gonna be the Colts
1: because they don't have a GM making decisions anymore. They have an owner making decisions, they have an owner who's on tilt making decisions. They are gonna have a higher pick in the draft than the Panthers, most likely. So there's gonna have be less to give up. They have extra picks in this draft already. Uh, and I just think that Jim Irsay is going to like give the call to whoever the GM is gonna be like, hi your job is to trade up to two and draft CJ Stroud. Yeah, but that's going to cost. I don't care. <laughs> like, I just think that he's, I just think that he's on such tilt that he is like so done with these veteran stop quarterbacks. Like I just can't see a scenario where Chris Ballard or whoever the GM is next year walks into Jim Irsay's office and is like, so um, we've decided to make Jameis Winston the
0: starting quarterback next year. Like I just, I think Ursay would have them shot. Probably. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be the Colts and they're <laughs> going to trade up. And good for them. Good for the Colts. Do something.
1: As a Colts fan, like I'm, I would be honestly like I don't even care if we overpay. Like I would just be so. I just want some source of hope. Like I just want to be invigorated, and I and I don't want that source of hope to be Will Levis.
0: Yeah, you don't want the source of hope to be Will Levis. <laughs> that's for sure.
1: Where is Will Levis going to go? You're not allowed to say the Colts.
0: Uh, easily the Colts.
1: <laughs> the the shitty thing is is that there's. I feel like there's I feel like the Colts are an absolute lock. To tilt draft a quarterback just because of Ursay. And that means they're either going to trade up for Stroud. And if they don't, they're going to draft Levis or Richardson in the first round at like pick seven. Like that's, I just feel like, I just feel like there's no way you can, you cannot, in the situation that they're in, come away with the draft from the draft of the quarterback.
0: Yeah, I think the Colts are going to make a huge mistake, actually. I, think, I don't think they're going to trade up. I think they're just going to pick the guy that's there. Uh and the team that's going to trade off is gonna to have to leapfrog them. I think that's likely what's gonna happen. Yeah. gonna leapfrog them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh where where do you think where do you think Anthony Richardson how how high do you actually think Anthony Richardson goes in the draft?
0: Uh not that
1: I, I have no idea, but we're just having 15? fun.
0: Here. I don't know. Something like that.
1: That's the magic number. Right,
0: I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be like a top ten pick. I don't think he's going to fall out of the first round, though. I would have said the same thing about Malik Willis last year. So yeah, who knows. wide range of outcomes on on AR. I think. Yeah, like his, his passing stats in 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 college are, are really bad. Like they're they're not good. No, he can't play yet. So it's basically just projection. And, like I think his passing stats are actually probably worse than Josh Allen's, and Josh Allen's were real bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he played in the SEC, not at Wyoming, but yeah. But no, he's not. He's not there yet. I, I think I think that like the the move with Richardson, if I had to guess, is a team trades up into the first round. Like I think with Richardson, teams are going to want the fifth year option because he's such a project that I think if you're taking the gamble on Richardson, like I don't think he goes in round two. Like I think that it's like either a team will want the fifth year option and they're gonna commit to developing him. And if you're gonna commit to developing him, then just take him in round one and get the fifth year option. Like at the, like do love. Right. Like don't don't just like take him in round two and then sit him for two years and then you don't know what you're doing. Just take him at the end of round one. Um or if teams are just like we're out, we're not interested, then he's gonna go in like round three or round four, because he's just gonna be a total project at that point. Um but I, I don't know. I think I think with how bad the quarterback position is across the league, I think some team is gonna come in late first and be like, all right, let's just take this guy and see what we can do.
0: Well, I think the quarterback position always been like this though. Like I, I think there's very few times in the history of the NFL where we're like, yeah, there's like twenty-five high caliber quarterbacks. Like it's always been like there's ten or less and then like a whole bunch of teams like Shutting water with Derek. Has Hart. it
1: really been this bad though? Maybe it's just because I'm a Colts fan and we've always had a good quarterbacks, so I never really worried about it that much. Yeah. And now that we don't, I it's feel probably. like it's worse.
0: It's probably that.
1: Like I because I guess like my entire life, I've just rooted for Peyton Manning or Andrew Lux. I was just assuming that like every team just had a great quarterback all the time. Maybe that was like my personal bias. And then now it's like, what is this? Not we Ryan. Don't have, like,
0: we don't have a quarterback. Like look what the Washington uh, commanders are are yeah. dealing with on Six a this. Fix this. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the commanders might be in the worst spot of any team. Like they're going to make the playoffs with, and they have no hope quarterback. Yeah. Can you imagine if they would have just
0: taken Tua Tonga Like, <laughs> Yeah, but
1: they have a generational defensive lineman
0: bunch of idiots. All right. I think that's, be I think that's the more interesting topic of the day though, is like, who's going to pass on a quarterback that shouldn't that. That's always the part that well, I like
1: the Seattle be. Seahawks.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a, a number of teams. The the and, lions, and like,
1: the, the lions will do it again.
0: Yeah, and they they already they,
1: did it with fields.
0: Yeah, and like there's going to be a number of teams that just like completely missed the boat on no, actually you should have taken a top five quarterback when you had the chance. You idiots. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, look, the what, what, about, um, what about the, Did we talk about the Giants? Oh yeah, right. Oh, I think Daniel
1: Jones is just going to be their starter again.
0: Yeah, you're probably right, but he sucks, so they shouldn't.
1: Yeah, he does suck, but I guess that's again like, what are they going to do that's better than Daniel Jones, like demonstrably? Yeah.
0: I think and I like, think really not... interesting. Daniel Jones should be a, a pretty big dynasty buy, actually, because I think I mean that that's that's a
1: team where that's a team where I, I could see drafting Anthony Richardson.
0: Right. Uh... Like, let's let's
1: let's say they squeak into the playoffs. They're picking twenty first overall. You have I Daniel Jones back on the franchise ball, tag. I super, as I was thinking. Well, that's what I'd prefer to take. But I think I they think will they consider it.
0: Like they took Wandell last year in the second round, who's who's like a very specific role player. They start, tried to sign Kenny Galladay, which was a colossal disaster. Well, they
1: were they were hoping that the not role player role would eventually be Galladay <laughs> or Tony, and it's neither. So,
0: yeah. So then I think they're probably pretty likely to pick a first round wide receiver. And if they get a decent first round wide receiver, and Wandell's healthy, and uh, Saquon's back, which I presume he would be then Daniel Jones might actually have like an actual supporting cast for the first time in his career. Yep. And maybe he won't be terrible. He's probably terrible, but maybe he won't be terrible. And even if he is terrible, he's still going to rush for a bunch of yards. So <laughs> should probably just have him in dynasty at this point. Yeah.
1: I, I always throw Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah. okay. Um, look, I think that the Colts should be betting on CJ Stroud. You think that the Giants should be betting on Daniel Jones? Uh, there are a lot of people that are looking for things to bet on at this time of the season. And if you are looking for something to bet on, you should be doing it with DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they are a friend of the Bulletproof Podcast Network and specifically the Pigskin Podcast Network to which we belong. That's why DraftKings is my go to when betting on the NFL this season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5. Just $5. One Wilfred Laurier blue bill. That's actually not true because it's based in American currency. But anyway, on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if you do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up, same game parlays if you bet on a parlay. In the same game, just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, combine multiple bets, like which team will win, player props, who's going to catch over this, who's going to catch under this. You can bet Desmond Ritter overs this week. The more likes to your parlay that you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. That's TPPN for the Pigskin Podcast Network. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team. Win their game, get the $150 in free bets if they do only at Tracking Sportsbook with code T-P-P-N.
0: You nailed it. Great job, Jacob. Yeah. That was a wonderful uh, advertisement for our, our sponsors. The Pigspin Podcast Network is who we belong to, as Jacob just alluded to, T-P-P-N. Use that code. And uh, yeah, that is the show for this week. We will be back yeah. next week, potentially or, or not. Are you saying no? Oh, I'll be back. Next. Oh, we,
1: we might have to change the day potentially, but I'll be, I'll be back.
0: All right. Yeah. I'm also moving on Friday, so we'll see if I'm set up again by Tuesday, hmm. but okay. uh, we'll be back next week at some point. Maybe we'll just not as early in the week. Yeah. All right. This was fun.
1: Have a good one. Bye.